Yo, tits up. Shades here. You know you can interact with Backtalk. You can email us at backtalkus at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook. The official page is Backtalk. And the fan group is The Backpack Fan Page. Also, tweet at us at Backtalk. Now, enjoy the show. Ready for some idiots talking about shit. Here is Justin, Tony, Dustin, Andy. It's back talk. Happy New Year! Welcome back to a new episode and a new year of Back Talk. Tits up, motherfuckers. We do this classy style too. We're gonna go. Red Solo Cup. Oh, well. It's the best of both worlds. That's right. Classic style. Happy New Year, everybody. Sorry. I had to get I had to get that, that, that cork for my doggie. Um, and it's all over my house. But Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I'm glad to see everybody. And we have a guest this week. And one of us is sick. And we'll make you guess who. Um... <coughs> <laughs> yeah, guess. Yes, guess who? That's, that's tough. It's a real tough one. Yeah. What's going on, everyone? Uh, Happy New Year, Dustin. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What's, what's going New Year. on? What did you did you party the night away, or what, what did you do? How was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Uh, got together with family, did all that last weekend in the mix of a little snowstorm we had here in Minnesota, but... Uh, Got some cool stuff and just hung out with family and friends on New Year's Eve. Hung out with some friends at a friend's house about a block away, which was nice. Didn't have to really drive anywhere. But played some board, played some games, watched some football, and about it. Wow. Racing meetings. Sweet. Yeah. It sounds like a good time and some relaxed time, good family time, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we all need that. Tony, did you... Um... Do anything or actually talk to anybody in the last two weeks? Well, well, you said last two weeks, so I kind of had to. So, I mean, we had, we had Christmas at the son's house and the granddaughter, all that good stuff. So, um, did you make it in off. time? Is my question. So did I you get boys. all the president? Did you get all the presents delivered in time to all the boys and girls? Did you get all the presidents, man. No. presents for Christmas. You didn't get them all delivered in time? No. Did the reindeer screw up? What was the problem? They did, yeah. They fucked up. Rudolph's nose went out. <laughs> Rudolph's <laughs> nose isn't so bright? No. Uh, <laughs> Could a guy just lay that night? I really do need to shave. Damn, it is bad. You look like Santa Claus. That's why I'm just... You look yeah. like a worn-out Santa Claus. Yeah, I'm not with it. So you are not correct by one person being sick. There are two people here that are sick because I've been like this since fucking Friday. My throat is fucking killing me. It sucks to drink water because it hurts so bad right now. And I've had sinus shit all weekend. So it's been great. So, yeah. But you had a good myself. New Year's, too. Oh, oh yeah. We, were, we stayed up. We were in bed at fucking 11.55. At least to make it to midnight. And then that was it. So... 
Well, that's a good way to celebrate New Year's, is in bed. <laughs> yeah. Which is, is that like a new thing too? Like in bed, New Year's in bed? Like, do you ever got, you guys, I don't know about, Justin may have this tradition with his, his family. I know it's an East Coast tradition for New Year's, having um, Chinese food on New Year's Eve. Does your family do that, Justin? No, I can't remember that. I thought you were gonna say banging pots and pans in the street. Well, that too. That, that's a that's yeah. the East Coast thing too. But yeah, it was always a Chinese food thing uh, on the East Coast, New Year's Eve. And uh, I got a buddy out here who lives out here in Indiana, who's also from the East Coast. He's from Massachusetts, and he has that same tradition. So it is an East Coast thing. Um, but. So you didn't have uh-huh. Chinese food, um, which was going to bring me to fortune cookies. And do you say in bed after you read your fortune? I have it in a while, but I uh, yeah, I have one right here. You guys want to try that trick? Yeah, let's 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 read Justin's. Uh, it wasn't New Year's, but I did recently have Chinese food because I am a fan. But um, mm-hmm. so I happen to have one here. Open up, open up your mind. Let your fantasies unwind. In bed. That's a good one. That's a good one. That wasn't even need, the in bed. (laughs) So how was your your Christmas and New Year's? Oh, my God, it was good. I'm way overextended. Um, I uh, got sick, and I'm still sick. So I did New Year's Eve at fucking Jalapenos for karaoke, and uh, that was all right, you know? A lot of the regulars came out. It was fun, but I was, like, getting sick in the process, so I was just ready to be done with it. And uh, what was yesterday? New Year's Day? Yeah, I went to bed at, like, 11 and just got up for the podcast today, so. Been sick. Well, that that, that <clears throat> sucks, because this this was supposed to be our New Year's party episode. Yeah, but this and is, like, got- a New Year's party for people, like, in realistically, like, our age. Like, this is just what it is. <laughs> just hang out at home and do nothing, right? I mean, five that's where it's... Five days of recovery. Yeah, that's where it's at. I mean, you need it, you know? I, I, I find it realistic. I'm not, like... I'm not going to look back on this year and be like, I got to do it better next year. It's like, there's nothing I, I missed out on. Um, if anything, I didn't... I tried not to work on Saturday. I tried to get out of it, because um, I'd rather do nothing on New Year's Eve than have to do the usual thing. So, I would have rather done less. Still be as sick, probably. But that's fine. Yeah. But Christmas was awesome. I got, um, my sister fucking surprised the hot. I mean, she got me, I opened up this, like, little, uh, this little envelope, and, and she's got these, like, from, like, 1984, these, like, garbage pail kids stickers. You know, oh, like, yeah. in the pack with the, with, the, with the stick of gum. Yeah. That's, I got, like, three packs of those. So, interesting fun fact, um, or whatever you want to call it, I, I came up with an extra one. I have two of something. So for the podcast, we can have some kind of sweepstakes where I'll mail the person my extra one that you can oh, have. Oh, that'd be that's pretty cool, yeah. Because anybody, anybody who's of our age that listens to the podcast remembers Garbage Pail Kids for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I don't know if they were always stickers or if they were like, do you guys remember if they were cards and the stickers came later? Because these are like stickers. Um, it's a sticker of the card. I know there's well. cards now as well. Yeah. 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 There's wow. new ones now too, garbage bail kids. Yeah. Back. I might be into that, but but what I, what I'm super into is these are the retro ones. Like it says, fucking 1984 on it. No. You know, like, 
they were trying to get me to they were trying to get me to eat the gum. I'm like, finally just said no. Like, probably not. <laughs> hey, that's it why you're disintegrate. Sick. It would just right. disintegrate. Like, maybe maybe I wouldn't be sick if I ate that gum. Yeah. Oh, also, I still have the piece of gum. So if there's any fucking evil Knievels out there, they're devil types, and they want me to mail them the piece of gum, and they can they can eat it on the podcast. And they'll let us know. I, there's only yeah, gum in one yeah. of them. I wasn't gonna eat the gum anyway. I was kind of upset that somehow the gum wasn't in two of the three. I'm like, what the fuck is that about? But anyway, that's that's cool. Oh, I got a cricket machine, so I can cut out my little designs. And uh, nice. everybody, everybody knows what C R I C U T cricket machine is. Um, uh, you know how much fun I'm having. Yeah, that's mm. they're cool. That's how you make yeah. cool shirts like right. our brand new, brand new back talk merch will be available. That will be available um, to you shortly. Uh, I think I, I think these assholes need to get theirs first. So. Um, like I said, I will pay for mine. Yeah, I ought to pay pay shipping and handling because that shit's getting expensive. What the fuck's handling anyway? Let's talk about handling for a second. Handling of what? what? Yeah, what, 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 what? Of your package? Right, yeah, exactly. I, I have to handle would, your package. I would pay for somebody to handle my balls, you know, because so, you got to have like a soft touch. But. You're paying for the shipping <clears throat> part and then you're paying for somebody to walk it to the mailbox. Okay. That's that's that, that's the handling. That checks out. All right, I'm good. You're paying your postal <laughs> worker to handle your package, so that I don't have to be nice to them. No, and you don't okay. have to tip them at Christmas. Right, right. Does anybody Cause... tip the postal worker at Christmas? Christina, who do you tip around Christmas time? Um, nobody. I don't. Yeah, me neither. I do I do buy the kids bus driver a present though. There you go. See? Something. Little. And all right. like do candy you, and something little. Do you send the kids in with presents for their teachers? Yeah. Well okay. Chase. The little one. The big one. In high school he's got like six teachers, so once they start taking classes, I don't I don't yep. do that. But um but in you know, Chase is in fourth grade, and they did, like, a white elephant thing, so. That's funny. Um, we did a white, no, we didn't do a white elephant. We did a secret Santa. But What's yeah. a white elephant? Um, it's, you, you buy a gift, and you wrap it, and then, I don't know exactly, but they pick names, and you pick a gift. And then the next person picks a name, and they can either pick a gift out of the pile, or they can steal someone else's gift. Yeah. Oh, dirty Christmas! But a gift can only be stolen three times. I don't know. I've never done it, but it's it's where you can you can pick or or steal. So yeah, Andy. Actually, I remember doing that in uh, Christine's basement. I don't know if you were at like a Christmas party at this point with her, but they would charge people. You know, I guess it was like the annual like Lutheran church party. I didn't. I, I didn't do that in Christine's basement. Nah, good for you. So you saying you did what everybody else did? What everybody yeah. else was, yeah. <laughs> when everybody else heard Christine's basement, you did exactly what they all did once they heard Christine's basement. Basically, yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I happened to be like a wholesome person, and all I did in her basement was play. Uh, 
Dirty <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Dirty Christmas. Dirty Christmas is something completely different. And if you did that, Dirty I'm not Christmas sure. is what you did. <laughs> no, you no, you did Dirty Christine, not Dirty Christmas. Listen, the interesting the postscript to that story is why I brought it up because a white elephant. I bought the coolest like CD thing. Remember CDs? You yes. Know? You take them out of their cases and you go on a trip, so you'd have to have a CD case for just the discs. Well, I bought like the coolest one of those things, and I wanted it so bad that I ended up getting my own present back. That's what I remember <laughs> about White Elephant. Is I played it in Christine's basement at like a church Christmas party, and I bought my own thing. I liked it so much, I like got it back. I'm like, there's no way anybody up to twenty dollars got anything as cool as this. And I was right. Everything else sucked balls, and everybody wanted the thing I got, and they didn't even know I bought it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> nice. Well, that's yeah, I'll cool. Be I'll be coughing throughout, guys. So, so we do. Uh, Justin did introduce our, or, or I guess Dustin, and one of you guys introduced our guest, uh, Christina. Uh, she's here for a reason, and we will explain that here in a minute. Um, but uh, good Happy New Year's. Um, good, good so Christmas high. all around. You know, pretty much la- relaxed week, that kind of thing. Um, Want to get into our email real fast? We got a good one that came in. Um, hi. It says, "Hope you all had a ha- Merry Christmas and Happy New Year." First off, Tony. First off, Tony drunk was very entertaining and needs to happen at least once a month fuck that shit <laughs> uh, I agree, I agree. you might so, get once a fucking yeah about that i think he muted himself when he said a month yeah i heard uh, month. that's once a month will work is what i heard yeah yeah fuck all that. so uh we'll put that on the agenda for, we'll start for a go fund me to help pay for tony's drunkenness yeah. <laughs> Once a month. Once a month, drunk time. That's all it's going to take, shit. Why don't we, um, real quick, I don't mean to get away from the email so fast, but I have a knack for doing this. It takes us an hour to read the email because of my dumb shit, but, um, why don't we do the wheel thing like we did for the beans and, and we spin the wheel this show and find out who gets drunk on the next one? I mean, like, drunk enough. Do I get to get skipped podcast. because I, I'm. I got yeah, yeah, you're getting drunk this week. I got a whole bottle of that, and then I've got some. Oh. I got some cool beers I'm going to introduce here in just a moment too. So. so you want me to make a will and put Tony's name on it all the time? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't drink. I don't even drink on the podcast. Like I did in the beginning, but like I just don't usually reach for a beer. I'm not like thirsty for one, but it's fun to get drunk if like like in Tony's sake where he doesn't drink a lot. So I don't know. It could be a new thing we do. We could do like a wheel. Once a month. Once a a month. Who gets drunk? We we could just leave it at once. And and we could just say not really drunk, but it has to take like two or three shots or something like that. Yeah, you could do like a whole thing. Who gets drunk this month? You know? Well, there you go. And and you can put how many shots and who gets it? And what shot? It can't be like five or more, though, because I would die. It has to be five or less. One, two, three, okay, four, up five. to five. Yeah, up to five. Because we'll I, do it multiple times through the so, list. As we're going through this show, I'm sure Dustin can come up with one wheel with all our names, one wheel with 
uh, some numbers. One through five. And With just 20 do one, on one Just spot. do one through five one time and our name one time. And um, then... Uh, we got to the show. You gotta take Tony and Andy off because Tony just did it, so it's like no tag backs. No, this and is then, the start of a new year. It's fresh no, start. No, new now. year, new year, fresh start. Um. Yep, <laughs> it's gonna happen on January twenty third. That's when that show is gonna happen. No, no, we'll do it the week before you go away. Um. So then, the rest of the, uh, continuing on the email. Uh, one of my favorite Christmas songs is Christmas Everywhere by Alan Jackson. I don't know that one. Does anybody else know that song? Alan Jackson is country, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know anything. I've probably that. heard it. Just don't realize what it is. I'm sure it's uh, a country-sounding Christmas song. Probably. Yeehaw. Christmas tradition is when my family gets together and we all frost... And decorate sugar cookies. Um, I don't have a favorite Christmas gift, but the most unique, memorable gift was when my parents got us a framed photo photograph of the local racetrack we work at. The picture was taken from a plane. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Um, Were they in the picture? Probably in the stands, maybe. Depends yeah. if they're that bad event. And, yeah, do you guys wave it? Do you guys wave at planes as they go by if they're low enough? Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. No. I hope somebody like on like a a, a plane is like looking out like some kid that's like excited about a plane like that kid's waving to me, mommy. Like no, he's not. You like, really think they can see you? Yeah, they get low enough. In, in those little in those little planes, yeah. Dude, in Gloucester City. In Gloucester City, the way they go over, I mean, the way it's set up, like, I can't see in the window of somebody. But if you're looking down, you can see the ground. You can see, like, a little fucking ant waving to you. Like, if I went outside and an ant was waving at me, I'd notice. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I don't know about that. You're not going to notice if you're not looking directly at. But if you happen to be looking down and you see me waving, you're like, holy shit, that dude's waving to me. Okay, I'll take a word for that. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we have to go up in an airplane and experiment. We will. <laughs> uh, we'd start like... burning. We'd, we'd start burning money. You know, like when they do a bunch of dumb shit on the show. Like that's something we'll do. Right. I'd like Andy to read page seven from his book. It's from the Titmaster. And if you have forgotten or missed the last episode, my Christmas gift from Tony was this book entitled "Why Are My Nuts in the Toilet Water." And we have told everybody if you email us and give us a page number, we will read from the book. Whatever page you pick, number seven through, what did we say it was? I forget. Oh, cool. This is like the first page of the book then. Seven through 34. So seven through 34. Uh, seven is now taken, and I think we read we read 25. Because of Christmas 25 Day. Yes. Yeah. Last uh, last episode, so don't pick seven or twenty-five. So let's read page seven, and then we'll get Christina's take on page seven, which is the 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 first very first page of the book. Why are and it's it's got a title. Do I need to read like a kid, like you guys are kids, where you can see it? Um, no. Okay. 
<laughs> Why are my nuts in the toilet water? <coughs> Gravity, plain and simple. Older men have the same issue women have as they grow older. Only our issue is lower on the body. If you wear briefs, you may not have you may not have may not notice this phenomenon of dropping twins until your pair come in contact with something startling, like a cold, wet encounter in the bathroom. My first encounter nearly caused me to jump up off the job. If you wear boxers, you may have an earlier warning as the twins creep down the inside of your leg over time. Unfortunately, there is no good solution for this condition. You can scooch forward and try to rest them on the rim of the toilet seat. <laughs> that is page seven uh, and, and the opening of Why Are My Andy's Nuts like, well, I'm trying that tonight. So, so it, it starts off, and we're going to get, we'll get Christina's take here. Um, men have the same issue women have as they grow older. Um, so, Christina being the only woman here, what, what is the issue that women have as they grow older? Our boobs don't touch the toilet water. Probably that. <coughs> Yeah. Like every everything else, I don't know. Boobs, boobs. She's got a good echo there. I don't know why, but um. So what well, did I you said, think? What did you think of the first page of the book? Who me? Yes. I think it would be really funny to kind of uh, watch somebody try and put their balls on the toilet seat. Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like, yeah. Use the bathroom. I, I was thinking, like, imagine, like, you bought, you, you walk in on somebody, right? Not so bad if, like, somebody's shitting, like, you're like, that's, that, that's supposed to your normal, like, you're, you're, nothing's exposed, like, I mean, other than, like, somebody's seen you shitting and the act of shitting. But, like, imagine you add, add like, the person in that situation you, like, barge it on is somebody to put their nuts on the toilet seat. You know, like, you'd have questions. You'd be like, I'm sorry. And then you'd be like, oh, my God, where, why are your nuts on the toilet seat? Now, this like poses a problem, though. Like, I, uh, understandably, you're sitting on, on the toilet because you're taking a shit. But a lot of the times, you know, when I'm sitting on the toilet seat, I also... When I'm taking a shit, I also piss. So if my nuts are on the toilet seat, I'm going to piss all down the front of the toilet. Yeah, yeah Jobs is like, whoa, mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like thinking, like, I'm like thinking, yeah, you could, you could put your nuts, you could put your nuts on the toilet seat after the pissing part, um, but then you know your nuts are, your nuts have already been in the water. Yeah. So. Well, if they're shaking that low to go in the water, you probably wrap them around. That sounds yeah, painful. Are, are you like throwing <laughs> them to the side? Are we doing like sideways nut nut hanging? Like <laughs> flip them up over your shoulder type of thing? I don't know. That is not that is not good shipping and handling right there. 
<laughs> be like Randy on South Park. You don't, yeah, you don't want them to like twirl. You ever sat on one getting into a car or something? Yeah. No. It's not fun. No. It's not fun. Yeah. Like, uh, he, he, like, uh, that, that page is pretty good because, like, some of the parts, like, you say the same thing over and over again, but, like, some of the parts were, like, he was saying, like, if you wear briefs or something, you, you have a run-in sooner or later or whatever. But, like, yeah, I would assume my balls are going to be close to touching the water because, um, because I sat on them, you know? Like, and I'm like, how do I sit on my balls? Like, how do you sit on a part of your body? Like, just think about that. Um, so do briefs come more into play as you get older to hold them up? I would assume so, yeah. I wear boxer briefs, so. <laughs> Tony, have you ever um, sat on a nut or, or tried tried to yank him out of the water yet? We assume no, so I, since you're Santa Claus. I mean, I guess I'm not at that age yet, so I guess I'm getting close to it. But no, I haven't had anything like that yet, so. Not yet. Well, you're, I guess you're getting close. close to the age. Well, close in a couple of weeks when he goes on his little trip, it, they might start sagging more. Yeah. He's not paying have attention. He's playing on have, his phone. Have you ever sat on anybody else's nut? No. Try to get information out of him? <laughs> no, I can't, can't say I've done that. <laughs> but but if, you remember, if you remember from a previous episode, not too long ago, I still want to kick somebody in the nuts. The Mouse nuts king. king. Mouse King. Still want to kick Mouse King in the nuts. So um, let's see how if we can get a hold of him. Mouse King might want to kick you back in the nuts. He might. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he could. Yeah. So for some reason, this was like the this was the Christmas of like I'm going to hear like 97% Nutcracker music. <laughs> like, right after we did that episode, it was like every song was from the Nutcracker, like whether you change the station or not. It was like Nutcracker Christmas this year, apparently, uh, in, in the media. Um, so, like, right after that, I heard somebody saying something about the Mouse King because they were like back selling the song. It was like the first time I ever fucking heard about Mouse King. <laughs> you know, like, ever had that uncanny shit happen where you're like, we were just talking about that, and now it's like constant. Christina, so are you aware of the Mouse King? Right. <laughs> Me? Christina. Oh. Yes. I am. And, and and what are you are are you familiar with the nutcracker? I am, yes. So maybe you can give us a little bit more story on the mouse king, because I don't think yeah. any of us knew. Why are there mice in this fucking thing? Um, I don't totally remember, but the mouse king's like the bad guy. Like you've oh, got this the makes sense. I don't, I don't remember the entire story, but you've got the girl and then, like, the prince or whatever, and the mouse king and the prince fight for some reason. It's been a long time since I've seen the Nutcracker, but the mouse king is, uh, is the bad guy in the, in the story. So it's kind of like reverse Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shredder would be the good guy. Correct. Flip it and reverse it. <laughs> Well, that makes sense. You know, speaking of Mouse King, that uh, next show is this Sunday, this coming Sunday. 
guess we'll be attending that. Um, that's what I, I I forgot to say we did during the holiday break here is we we went to one of their shows in Madison. Um, that's where they hold their regular shows. I don't know if I ever fuck go back to Madison. Jeez. What? Why not? F- fucking Podunk Town. Where's Madison? What state are you talking about? Indiana. Indiana. Okay. There must be a Madison in a lot of states, huh? Uh, it's just a. It's just a fucking Podunk. Podunk Town. I don't know. The, the, the people from there are just. I don't know. They're. Is there a nice word for it? No. I, I don't think so. Po Podunk. I mean, I know what you're talking about. Podunk. That's bad enough. Come on, I'm waiting for you to finish because I'm fucking born and raised in fucking Madison. So I'm waiting to see what he's gonna say. Oh, I didn't know that, dude. He's, he's just looking at me stewing right now with his words, you know. You Come on, all, you seem alright, man. Oh, oh, oh don't tell. Did you hear that shit, Billy? Yeah, look at that fucker. Hey, is the cat from Podunk Town? <laughs> the cat's from the Podunk Town of Madison. Too? Did you get that cat in Madison? No, no. So you were born and raised in Madison. I was. Yeah, that explains that? a lot of shit. Uh-huh. Andy, did you know that and you were just like throwing shade at him, like, or what? That's why he's got fucking Peroni's disease. Oh, Peroni Tony. <laughs> Happy New Year, Peroni Tony. Is that like a thing? All the people from Madison have, have uh, bent carrot? No. I guess you sure about that? Maybe, maybe it's from the power plant. Maybe that's what it was, like the nuclear water, you know, like... The Simpsons. Maybe that's what it yeah. is. Well, well you're three not supposed eyes. to dip it in the nuclear water. Yeah, got three. I mean, these people: three eyes, four heads, no teeth. Well, maybe that's why his nuts have never touched the water. Maybe. Maybe they never came down. Shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't know at all. I ever stepped foot in that town again. So tell, tell, tell us why. Fucking! I don't want to hang out with the three-eyed, forehead, no teeth people. Look at Tony. I mean, just look at him. I'm older than him. He's the one that looks like Santa Claus. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so you were talking about a wrestling show you saw there? Yeah. So what? the crowd you were surrounded by is what bothered you? Like, the show was still good? Yeah. The show was good. Okay, the but the people around you were, like, questionable? A little bit. <laughs> Did you feel unsafe? Did you feel unsafe, or was it like the? What what's what, what's the problem, Tony? I mean, so if you went to a show there, so you're talking like that, you're talking people. Now Madison is on the river, so right across the river you have Kentucky. So you might be talking about some Kentucky Hill inbreds. So there's a difference there. Just so you know. Yeah, sounds like the blame is on Kentucky, not not really Madison. I, I don't know. I was going through that town, and it was like. I don't know. There's like four stores and two traffic lights, so I wouldn't I wouldn't know of anybody from Kentucky wanting to cross the bridge to go to that town. But if they're going to a wrestling show and that's like the you know that's close for them, then you know. I don't know. What stores do they have in there? Uh, of course, they got Dollar General. Probably four of those. Uh, so this is one of those like liquor store check cashing places. 
Or like those are the two stores? Check cashing, they would have to get a check to be able to cash it. They, I'm telling you, they get the checks. I don't know what checks they're getting, but you see check cashing places. I, I, I think, I think they're getting checks from somewhere, and there's still like people that are like, "What is this check thing? They need to invent a store that just cashes it for me." Yeah, well, maybe, I, I, maybe, maybe they get it for their like government checks. I don't know. Right, right, and I think like they don't bridge the gap of like that. They just have a like thing called a bank account. Like where they got dressed one day and had an ID and got like a bank account. Like I think like check cashing places like for these people that like. You said a key word. A you said a key word for people from Madison. Get dressed. Only that happens. Uh, you saw some like so you're saying when you went to the show like people were doing like the Walmart pajamas thing. I, I'm gonna I guess. Wrestling, wrestling fans in general, and we talked about this on the way home, wrestling fans in general, no matter what level, are interesting people. It's like what carnies do for fun, basically? Kind of, yeah. <clears throat> are you saying, like, meth and, like, drugs and stuff? Like, are you saying, like, that stuff? Like, are they that bad? I mean, just look at Tony. But... I don't know. I don't think I don't think Tony's like on drugs and like, you know, having like shitty conversations and talking about like their baby daddies. Okay, yeah. so he said he was born and raised in Madison. And how old was he when he had a kid? Fourteen. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but that that happens anywhere. Yeah, we yeah, were so what else are you going to do in that that's... town that you sound like only has like four stores? What else are you going to do? Right, right. You uh, just said he has two stores to go to. Of course he's going to go to the gravel pit out. and play hide the salami. Wow. Right. Well, Tony, sure, Tony, sure. Tony and the Mouse King can hang out together in Madison. I'm not going back. So you're going to see them in Seymour again. They, they, they go to Seymour a lot, right? You, you yeah, mentioned that, yeah. that town. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tony, maybe you so, can become friends with the Mouse King. Then I'll kick you in the nuts, too. Mm, no. What? Alright, what the fuck is with this nutcracker? Like, still don't answer why there's mice in it. I don't know what his fast, I don't know what he's all, you know, his fast, you, you know, he's all hooked up on, hyped up, oh fuck, I can't even talk right now, I'm just fucking, my head's just spinning. With your, you know, thing with this nuts, you and nuts, I want to touch some nuts, I want to dip my balls in some nuts, I want to kick some nuts, I want to roast some nuts. What the hell? Well, that that kind of brings me to something. We've been using this this uh, you know our catchphrase tits up. Um, but up. going forward, it is going to be nut up or shut up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Zombie Land. I love that movie. So nut up. Nut up or shut up. Nut, nut up, nuts Tony. up. How about nuts up? Nut up, Madison Tony. What, why not plural nuts? Oh, you just get one nut to up. Yeah, Only one just, nut has to go up. Nuts don't work like that. You just have to one nut One at a time. Nuts. They're on different sides yeah. of the sack. Now remember, they're in the toilet water. They're heavy. You, like, you can only up one nut at a time. Guys, I'm going to put my balls on the, um, on, the, on the seat and take a picture of it. Good lord. Don't send it to us. It'll be like blurred. I don't even want. I, I don't. I, I couldn't even do that for a joke. I don't even want to see what that looks like because I have to remember it. He's going to do this after the show's over. 
He's going to go in the toilet and put his balls on the toilet seat just to see well, what it looks like. That's not, probably not just Justin. It's probably everybody's like, God, that would be easier. Might be other people trying that. You know, we we might be educational to some guys out there. Yeah, let us know via email if you tried it. Like 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 they said, they don't want pictures of it. I, I don't even want to see it enough to enough to do it. Like I'd be disgusted seeing my own balls on. Yeah. So anyway, we we brought in a guest, Christina, and um, I'm gonna allow Justin the privilege of telling us why Christina is here. What can I say? She likes talking about nuts. That's not why. Because we were in the Super Bowl together and I lost by like two points. And you, uh, you were in the back talk bowl. In the back talk bowl and she's the big winner. Big winner tonight. Big winner. Um, I'm excited for you. I was like, I, I had a clenched asshole that whole last day and i just i'm gonna be kicking myself uh, kicking you fuckers i see you in person over the fact that i'll be kicking myself for like at least a year like why i didn't play who i who i didn't play well that's the fun part about fantasy football though yeah you can always play somebody different you just don't know like i hate like that's that anyway so to not digress away from the winner um you're gonna get the big trophy and like Andy said in the chat, he's just excited that it'll still be in his house at least. Yeah. So I have a yeah. feeling like I have a feeling he's gonna get pictures with it and like let everybody kind of believe that he won. So it. I guess the thing is we were doing a titty trophy, right? Yeah. She won. Shouldn't she get like a nut trophy or something? No, Nothing. she won the she won the gold, <laughs> she won the golden tits, and that's the way it is. And remember, she wants the golden too. nuts. You don't you don't like the golden nuts? Nuts are kind of gross, guys. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, you, like women don't even do anything with nuts. Not no, not unless we have to. Well, why do you have to? What we need? I'm gonna educate educate the guys. Stop telling people to play with your nuts. You get nut you get nut nut thing out of it. Yo, know, I mean, if you look at the final season standings, I mean, there's a lot of trophies that go out to a lot of people. If we did the horses ass trophy, that we're gonna finish below Justin. Right? How many horses ass poster posters? How many? Yeah, everybody but Christina. Right. If you look at the final standings, we all finished below you. Every one of us. Yeah. Well, I'm on the podcast because I am better than all of you. That's why right. That's why I'm here. Well, so, in my, my fantasy football season, I have three losses on the year, and they're all to Justin. So that does not bold well for me. <laughs> so, Christina, this is your, your opportunity to speak to the world because we are... We are heard in at least five countries that I know of, um, as well as your fellow fantasy football league players. So the five that aren't here. Would you like to give a championship speech? Oh, dear. Um, I didn't have time to prep. <laughs> I know. Well, the, the first thing is... Um, you know, my my kind of running joke was that I'm better than uh, Blair Patterson at everything, that he's never beaten me at anything. So he can kind of feel a little better about um, me beating him at fantasy football because I beat everyone at fantasy football. So hopefully that eases his mind a little bit. And I don't know, the, the season was really fun. And the last week was really stressful. 
you know, coming down to, to two points, my defense lost me four points. I was I was really upset. If I would have lost, I would have been really upset. But but it was fun. I'll do it again next year. Yeah, what's next? When's fantasy baseball start? We need to do something. <laughs> Pitchers and catchers are in February, buddy. <laughs> fantasy NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, it's fantasy NASCAR. What's pitchers and catchers? What do you mean? Spring <laughs> training. Spring training. training. Pitchers and catchers always report on Valentine's Day. Oh, Spring really? training, yes. Mm-hmm. They're separate from before everybody teammates? else. Okay. Yeah. And I know for the Phillies, at least for the Phillies, it's always traditionally it's been Valentine's Day. Is it because they're more clutch and they need like longer to practice or? Well, they got to get their arms and stuff in tune for the gotta, pitchers yeah, gotta, mainly. And the catchers out are there their arms. to support their catchers. Right. You can't just take a couple months off not throwing and then come in and throw, you know, 95-mile-an-hour balls. You're going to hurt your arms. you got to get the arms stretched out with, you know, long toss every day and throwing a couple, you know, easy pitches. Probably They'll probably get on the mound and throw, what, 50 pitches a day or something like that to ease into it and – um, to be honest, uh, as a baseball fan, I would rather go to spring training for like a week than go to any really pro games like up and like up here in Minnesota or anything. Spring training is so much fun, like down in Florida and Arizona. I love to go. Games are like an hour apart from each other. You can go to like four games in a day. It's yeah. a blast. We've done it before, and it's a it's a really good time. No, I, I would I would love to do spring training as long as I didn't have to see the the Cincinnati Reds. I mean. All their fans are from Podunk, Madison. Man. Oh, I'm surprised Tony just hasn't left tonight. Today. I know. That's why I'm just sitting here thinking. I'm like, why the fuck am I still sitting here? Shit. It'd be funny. He got... turning red. Well, the biggest thing is, is he's sitting there taking it. He, can't, he, he doesn't even fire back. Good. Well, you want to know... in Arizona. How about that? Does that make you feel better? <laughs> you don't have to get your feelings fucking Florida. But I'm going to Florida with you because I'm going to fucking Disney World. Fuck your Phillies. Too far away well, from where spring training is. Yeah, the Phillies are on the opposite side of the state. It doesn't matter. It's still Florida. I can still drive. No, it takes two hours to get across the state. Does it really? We, we were like at two and a half hours to get from like Tampa to like Daytona. No, uh, you're full of shit. Um, yes, by the GPS time, yes. By the actual drive time, hell no. We did it. <clears throat> well, you From were Tampa there, but nobody was there. Because we went there on bike week. We went there during Daytona. Well, that's different. Yeah, you got everybody going to the track. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you can get from Tampa to Daytona like two, two and a half hours. We went from Daytona to Clearwater, and it was like a four-hour drive. Well, that's because you were on rush hour. On I-4, whatever that road is across yep. Florida. It wasn't a rush hour. We left at like 9 o'clock in the morning. It was awful. Do you understand the words that come out of my mouth? All we wanted to do was go over to Clearwater. Head. We were meeting some friends in Clearwater, and then we stopped. Of course, we when we did it, uh, we stopped by the uh, Philly Stadium, but, of course, they were on uh, lockout last year, so nobody's there. Two hours and 45 minutes. Two hours and 45 minutes is drive time. Per the GPS, it takes four hours because 
And did you you know that also in February, also in February is, and it's during Daytona week, is the Florida State Fair. Did not know that part. Yeah. Where, that where was going on too. Near Orlando, near Orlando. Near Orlando, like right in the middle of everything. Right off the highway. Perfect. So you were um, stuck in Orlando for a while, is what you're saying. Yeah, we were stuck in Orlando for a while. We were stuck in Tampa for a while. We were stuck in the middle of fucking bumfuck nowhere for a while. Uh, it was, and then Clearwater was jam packed with just because uh, it's like spring oh, yeah, break clear, time well, too. Yeah, we went from Tampa, so we weren't at Clearwater when we left. We were just outside of Tampa on the northeast side, so that's why our drive was shorter. But it was clear interstate all the way there. God. Hey, it was terrible. But when you're going through busy times, I mean, that's any <laughs> event you're at. It's always going to slow down. Like if Disney World had like a huge ass celebration, I mean, that's Orlando's going to be packed. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. It was terrible. It was terrible. Anyway, back to the fantasy football. Um, any any other words from our champion? Inspiring words for next year. Um, pick Patrick Mahomes if you can. I don't know. That was, I feel like he's the reason I won. Okay. But, not really. Pray, pray your fun. players don't get hurt, like Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah. That's another right. reason I won. And, uh... Well, I still got the points from uh, Minshew. Uh, the Eagles suck now, but, you know. Yep. So, I wouldn't have so, had the points this week from Minshew, though, that's for sure. So, so I got, I guess I got two questions for Justin going into this fantasy football season. When we started, you had no fucking clue what you were doing, figured you would finish dead last and you ended up in the championship. What Uh was that roller coaster ride like and where are you at now with your fantasy sports and one, your knowledge, but also your desire to compete? Uh, well, I always liked football and basketball. Um, baseball, I might do that fantasy. I'm not sure. Um, I probably will gain a little bit of interest in it, but I did like football before. I just didn't like nerd out over like the stats. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely do uh fantasy football again. Um, and I hope the fucking Eagles start winning. Well, that, yeah. So that's the other. Are you are you more invested now that you got into watching games more? Are you still more invested in the game now that fantasy football is over? Yeah, I know going forward, I'm going to watch the Eagles, but I won't watch any other team. Whereas I did have certain players on certain teams, but I never really cared about the teams. But I always cared about like like I cared a little like when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, whatever that was. But I still wasn't into the game. I'm like, oh, good job. Good for you guys. But you I thought, oh, shit. You drank all that? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> looking forward, I'm looking forward to the next season, and I'm going to try to get Patrick Mahomes before you guys do. And what's up with you and Kirk Cousins, man? I, gotta, I, I can't figure out why you didn't play Kirk Cousins like two, two weeks in a row. I don't think I've right. got an answer for that. 
So, yes. If I had played Cousins, had I would I have fared better playing for third place? I don't know that it would have been enough. It may have been. But, um, since you don't follow the other teams when, the, when, when it's over, when fantasy is over, I don't know if you saw what Kirk Cousins did yesterday. But he's susceptible no. to those type of games. Yep. Whereas, what happened yesterday? Uh, was not pretty. Don't want to talk about it. Yeah, about well, I don't, what was it? Four picks and a fumble, and no points. Like, yeah. So how many points would he have had fantasy? I mean, not that it would compile it past this point, but uh, three. <clears throat> wow. And that's about the, the amount of points your your other guy had that one week, who went out on an injury, right? Yeah, and so my other quarterback Herbert is more of a steady kind of you know what you 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 know what you're going to get out of him, right? You're expecting somewhere between 15 and 20 points a game. You should get that. Now he shit the bed the last week of the season, of course. Um, got four points for me, whereas Cousins blew it up again with like 30 some. Um, but that's that's the risk you take in in fantasy sports. You know, you can take that risk on trying to play a guy who can put up the big game, but is susceptible to the goose too. So it's a risk, and and I played it safe, trying to play for third place. And in fact, I would have gotten third place if I had put him in. Because I lost by point oh eight. <laughs> I was watching that. Point that was... fucking oh eight. Dustin. I can't believe that. And I thought Dustin, losing by two points was bad. Dustin, you got something to say for yourself? Yeah, I didn't even watch it. <laughs> I was too busy <laughs> worried about my keeper side playing in the playoffs for that. So I set that line up, and I paid more attention to the keeper side if I had to make. Did you hear that shit? Did you hear that shit? He just said he didn't give a shit about our fantasy football league. Oh well, I have a little bit more writing on that other one. Money and shit. Yeah. There you go. See, like right now, I'm actually playing for third or fourth place against my brother, and I got to have a decent day out of my guys tonight. So. I mean, we we could easily put money on it next year. We could. If you want to go that route, I don't know. We'll have to hear from Tony. Who squeaked by not taking home the shit of the shit trophy? Just barely. I don't know what you're talking about. I went three and zero in my bracket. I won my bracket fair and square. Three and zero. You won the shit bracket. Yeah, you won that horse's ass bracket. A win's a win. Yeah, you you were in the horse's ass bracket. <laughs> So, so since you won, do you get the bigger horse's ass trophy? I guess so. Well, we'll have to get you a bigger one. Maybe we'll have put a donkey on it. Man, he trophy. He gets what? He gets the nut trophy. Oh, he'll just get a fucking picture of Madison, Indiana. No oh, man, Peroni trophy. <laughs> oh, Ben Carrot. That's what he gets. I'll make sure I preserve it for you. Preserve the carrot. <laughs> the carrot of betness. I like the bent carrot trophy. I think that kind of writes itself. That's good. So who is getting the horse's ass? So you're not like making like eight of them, right? 
I haven't decided. So I think I think we have the champion here. Right. The runner up is here. The third place is here, and the fourth place is here. So right. I think and... I think we can all vote on who gets the horse's ass trophy. And if there's a tie, Peroni Tony, the winner of the horse's ass bracket, can break the tie. Um, so we will give first vote to our champion. Christina, who gets the horse's ass trophy? Out of anybody? Out of the losers. Okay, who was... I don't remember who was in that bracket. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Hey, hey, to be honest, anybody was a loser. Peter, you got the bottom. Jesus It was me, Christ. Fred, Paul, and Boyd. Okay, um... Uh, Brad. Okay. Uh, we'll go in order here. Our second place runner-up doesn't get the Golden Tit Trophy. Justin. Brad. Who? Brad. Brad. All right. Third place, taking third place by point .08. Dustin. I'm going to go Boyd. Right. He's the one that went 0 and 3 in the losers bracket. I mean, come on. <laughs> now I'm split. I'm split, and one of them, one of them that I'm thinking about will create a tie, and we force Tony to do it. The other one is a person who was begging to get a trophy, no matter what. So sure. now I don't. I don't know what to do. Well, you, your vote counts as, or Christina's, or your vote count is two because you're president of our lovely podcast here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. I well, like Christina that. should get two votes since she's the champion. How about that? She can name one other person if she wanted to. <laughs> well, she would have to be reading my mind. Uh, she probably is. She knows. I think we all know who you're talking about. The two yeah. people you are talking about, we all know who you're talking about. <laughs> so, all right. So do I get two or does she get two? That's your guys' decision. Tony, winner of the horse's ass bracket, who gets two votes? In my, in my eyes, it should go to our champion. All right. Christina, who is your second vote? She's going to get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be the same person. It has to be a different person. Yeah. yeah it has to be a different person. It can be the same if person. She wasn't paying attention. She has no idea who the two people I was going to say are. I figured she was. You were going to say Boyd and Paul, weren't you? No. Got one of them, right? Yes. Yes. Well, yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. I thought say Paul was asking for a trophy. Is Paul has been begging for a trophy. Yeah. In the... Yes? Yes. Am I wrong? In the chat? Or has somebody so, else has been begging for a trophy? It's huh? in his name. Know. What? It's in Tony. his name. The other guy, it's in his name. He's here. Oh, I, it he wants Tony. the trophy. No, it was... It was 
Paul had, Paul wanted a trophy no matter what. He was going to play for something. He wanted a trophy. So my vote is still doesn't create a three-way tie. He can do a two-way tie. Well, who came in dead Tony last? could still have a vote. Okay, so... Boyd so actually my, came in dead last. Fine, my vote so is... the trophy? My vote is Boyd. Paul gets a vote because he wanted the trophy so bad, but he's not in the tie break. So it's between right. Boyd and Brad to get the horse's ass trophy for the Bat Talk Fantasy Football League of 2022. And our horse's ass consolation bracket champion will break that tie down. As he thinks. Because remember, guys, we have to sportscast this because he doesn't fucking say anything. I beat, I beat one of them twice, and I beat one of them once. So... I think I'm going to have to go with Brad because I beat him twice and he talked shit time. So it's going to have to be Brad. Brad gets the horse's ass trophy. Makes Brad makes right. fucking sense. He's now he's now a fucking horse's ass and not a mouse. Mm-hmm. He's the horse's so, ass king. So I, I know we talked about, you know, in... Uh, the new year. We're going to do some new things. One of my new things is going to be introducing everybody to new beers. Okay? And I have... I found this awesome pack of beers. They're all... It's like a Christmas pack. So I'm going to introduce you to my three new friends. And the first one, Dustin, you will appreciate this. Oh boy. E oh boy. It's the kilt lifter. <laughs> <laughs> that we didn't make it to. <laughs> so, uh, the, the kilt lifter. Yeah, we never made it to the kilt store, um, but, but it's the kilt lifter. So, um, at some point, we'll have, I'll drink this beer and Christina and I'll put on a kilt. Um, I have a kilt. We got to go to the kilt store for that. You might have to make another trip to Minnesota. The other one is called, uh, it's Golden Road. And and the kilt lifter is made by um, Four Peaks Brewing Company. I'll have a review for everybody here shortly. Um, But that's Four Peaks Brewing Company. I'm not sure... Where they are, I'm, I'm gonna assume like Colorado or something like that. But the other one, next one is Golden Road Brewing, um, and it is called Christmas Cart, and it is a wheat ale with cherries and spices. Um, the Kilt Lifter is a Scottish style amber amber ale. Um, figured everybody kind of got that, but the other one I think 
it might not be my favorite beer. I'm not quite sure what kind of beer it is yet, but it might be my favorite can. So, I know we talked about favorite... Did we talk about favorite Christmas movies? Yes. I think we did. Did I say mine? I don't know. If, maybe we did. We, I know we did songs. I don't know if we did movies. Yeah, you said... Yeah, you told us. It was, um... It was a Nutcracker. No. But I didn't think we um, did songs. I don't think we did movies. So, so what is your favorite movie? Die Hard? No, but our Christmas tradition is starting 8 o'clock Christmas Eve... The Christmas story goes on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that part. So that's your favorite movie. Yeah. Um, and right now I have from Carbach Brewing Company, it's You'll Shoot Your Eye Out. Yeah, they got the leg lamp on there, don't they? It does. It does. So it's my favorite can by far. Uh, and it actually says, it's got glasses on the side of it, too, on the can. And it says, Fragile. <laughs> so... I'm excited about those. I'll, I will do reviews, so keep keep posted to the Facebook page, which everybody should know by now. We're on Facebook. We're on Facebook. Um, we're gonna be on Rumble soon. On who? On Rumble? Yeah, because YouTube can suck one, right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, so that that transition is happening, but I'll, I'll get some I'll get some reviews on these on these up. So look for those on the Facebook page. Um, out of those three, what are your, from what you guys heard, what would be your favorite? What would be your selection? We've got Kilt Lifter, which is a Scottish style amber ale. Uh, You'll Shoot Your Eye Out is... Is Yule spelled like Yule Log? Yes. Nice. Uh, it's a seasonal red ale... That will light up the neighborhood. Like Car- I can tell you, my, my pick Car- is the wheat one. Caramel malt and citrus twist. Um, so yours would be the Christmas cart, the wheat ale with I like cherries, a, I like a wheat beer, yeah. Cherries and spices. Not so much about the cherries. I mean, cherry isn't like my favorite flavor. I like more of like an orangey blonde ale. But um, or something that you know you would um, what do they call that when you when you put a wedge in there? You blank garnish. Yeah, you garnish. I like like an orange garnish or a lemon garnish. So you're like a you're like a blue moon type of guy. No, uh, blue moon is the bastardization, like American version of Hogarden, and Hogarden's my favorite beer. Hogarden's okay. from Belgium, so I can't drink blue moon because it uh, Hogarden's so much better, and blue moon just tastes like perfume. <laughs> you have orange juice in it. Something so about I, blue moon that just seems so like poserish and like ugh, like. I'm going to I'm going to pass that off to Christina. Um, I like Blue Moon. You should try Hogarden. <laughs> you, 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 you're going to drink Hogarden and realize this is Aristotle, and you've been fucking around with Plato the whole time, or whatever the opposite is. What's that? I like Blue Moon Draft with an orange with the orange slice in it. Well, have you had Hogarden? You got to try that. No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't drank in a while because I've been on I prefer IPAs but oh well try Hogan if I you see it try, I would try the the you'll shoot your eye out the red okay um the red ale with citrus I do like wheat beers too and I do like cherry wheat beers but um I really like citrus beers and I do like reds 
So. Okay. So does Tony. So, I'm I'm gonna let Dustin still stew on his choice here, and I'll move off to Tony. And see which choice he would have in this. Or if he would just go to Madison and drink the water. Ew. Why? Why am I still... Why am I still here? I would go with the Christmas cart because, you know, I like a cherry flavor. So that sounds kind of nice. That would be my choice. That's right. You were the cherry... The the Japanese cherry blossom... um, Oh, fuck it, eh? Why did I use it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's fucking that one. I love Bath and Bot. Excuse me, Body Works. I'm just wondering if you were using the Japanese cherry blossom to get that Madison stank off you. Tell you what, after you put your nuts on the toilet seat, it's good to rub uh, some of that on, on your nuts. Madison on your nuts? Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know if I what? would want any Madison on my nuts. I like to uh, I like to ship and handle my nuts with with a little bit of a uh, lube Japanese cherry blossom. Oh, not, not Madison, Indiana. Gotcha. No. Uh, Seriously, I got a lot. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I go back to like moisturizer stuff. I got a lot of like uh, like body cream this this year. Do you guys get a lot of moisturizers given to you by your parents, aunts, or otherwise? No. No. <laughs> you guys don't no. moisturize. <laughs> you guys aren't moisturizing out there? No. Alright. Not as much as you, I guess. Oh, look at this shit. It's looking awesome. That's, that's used for other things. I'll tell you what it's used for. Just besides moisturizing. This is grown, grown, I don't know how to say this word, alchemist? A-L, it's chemist with A-L in the front? Alchemist. Alchemist. Grown alchemist body cream. Hmm. Oh, fuck. Body cream. Maybe that's why you're sick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. About to get sicker then. Um. So, now let's back to beer. Manly yeah. shit. Uh, <laughs> Feel the friction in his hands. You hear that? No more friction now. I got body cream there. Dustin. What would be I'm your... Gonna, I'm going to go tilt beer. lifter. Just because it's killer. Just because of the name. I'm not really picky on the beers I drank. I drank. I like trying anything. Like, you know, Andy and Christina up in Minnesota, I had that hop biscuits. Drinking that again, that sour one, just just to get rid of it. That is disgusting as shit. So, is anyone besides Dustin, and, and I say it's disgusting as shit. I've never had a sour beer because it just tastes... It sounds disgusting. Not bad once but you get used to it. Has anybody else had a sour beer? Mm-hmm. What do you think Never about up. sour beers? This is sour flower power. It's not, a, it's not a good following day kind of feeling if you drink too much of them. No, it's like oh. a sipping thing. I used to have whiskey sours. When I like, turn 21. Yeah, whiskey sours. Those are pretty gross now. Well, I think is... sour as a taste comes along like with like spices too, like hot stuff. Certain people like hot stuff, certain people don't. Sour, and they feel it the same way. I mean, like watching some people eat like Sour Patch Kids, they're like 
oh, they're so gross, and you get some people like, oh, this ain't bad. You know, it's not like now, I like Sour Patch Kids, but just the idea when I think drinking something sour, I automatically think sour milk. Hmm. Yeah, but that's and, chunky, and that would make me throw up. What? Uh, why did you drink a lot of fucking sour milk down in Madison, Indiana? No, I'm just wondering why you think of fucking sour milk when you think of a sour drink. Because I've never had any other sour drink or really heard of any other than fucking sour milk. So you're the one that drank the sour milk. Hey, how often have you had sour milk? <laughs> I mean, it only takes one time, I understand, but like... Yeah, yeah. Just, just, yeah, just one time. Apparently, they drink it all the time in Madison, Indiana. Well, like, margaritas are sour. Like, things that are lime-flavored. Yeah. yeah, but then wouldn't it be just like a lime or a lemon-flavored beer versus a, quote, sour beer? What about sauerkraut? That's really sour. sour. He hmm. hates sauerkraut. Yeah, oh, it goes great at a ball game on your brat, right, Tony? I love sauerkraut. He hates it. It's disgusting. It's not like going to a baseball game, getting a nice big brat, and putting a bunch of sauerkraut on it. Yeah, oh. I can't. I hate when I hate when you say yes to a hot dog, and then you see that they made it in a vat of sauerkraut, <laughs> and then you're like, and then you're like, never mind. Or just how they make a hot dog. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I really want a hot dog though, but then it, like, then I'm like, why am I eating this? So, so, all right, you're drinking on the sour beers now, but what is like? Aside from, you know, saying a Miller Lite or a Coors Light or something like that, what would be your favorite, like, I guess, craft beer, Dustin? Like Guinness, probably. See, I can't drink that either. That's like fucking Like smoke. Guinness Blonde was, would be Stout my go-to coffee. beer. Guinness the is blonde beer. beer, though? I don't know. I just... Yeah, I would say, well, it's a stout. It's not just a... I mean, if I'm going to go like a brewery right now, I'm going to go with my Mankato brewery that's right home here. I mean, I got, we got a bunch of breweries here. I mean, right. Yeah, like there's no, that's the problem. Like there's no Most shortage. Of, have their own breweries. Yeah, there's no shortage of breweries these days. It seems like everybody's yeah. in the game. So like to nail down like your favorite thing, like they just like, before I, like just since I started the sentence, they, they already came up with 10 beers. Yeah, well, okay, so, so maybe not your favorite that. beer, and maybe you have a favorite beer, but maybe your favorite style, I guess. What, what What's your favorite style of beer? Normal. Normal. <laughs> like, like, honestly, my go-to like beer is Coors Light. To be honest, it is. Which is, like which is that's a, that's a watered-down lager, yeah. But that's growing an ale, up, I guess? No, Coors Light's a watered-down lager, so is It's most. a watered-down log. So what's an ale, then? Uh, ale's more dark, ain't it? It's a popular ale, Miller, or is that watered down lager too? Yeah, Bud is a, a lager. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. What is it? You say ale beer? Is that what you're asking? Ale? Yeah. Yeah. Give Give yeah. us a famous ale beer. Like, boom! This is an ale beer. Ale's Ale's coming along like the Scottish kind of side. So, like St. Pauli Girl, you had that. Maybe. Yeah, I would think that'd be like oh, a watered down lager. I don't know. Yeah, it says Sam Adams. Sam Adams. Has okay, all the Sams, yeah. yeah. What about Heineken? No. Heine Heineken's, yeah. And uh, it's a pale lager. Heineken I like. 
I had Heineken in like the country it's from, and that was that was a lot different and also really good. So, Justin, what's your favorite style of beer? Uh, like like, I'm telling you, like I I would grab that beer from you, the blonde one, because like if when I choose to drink, I would like to grab like a blonde. So, kind of in line with like what I prefer in in the ladies as well. Nice. Chris, Christina, you've already said IPAs, certain kind of IPAs, or just IPA in general? Um, I really like either grapefruit or orange, some kind of citrus IPA. There's a brew dog out of Columbus, Ohio, has a grapefruit IPA called Elvis Juice, and I think that might be my favorite IPA. Tony, what's <laughs> your favorite beer? The fuck you asking me for? Mountain Dew. Mountain his, Dew. Fa- his favorite beer is Madison Tap Water. You know they have beer there, too. They have breweries. You know, maybe next time you're there, you should drive, you know, a couple miles down the road and get you some beer from the, what's it called, Maddle? Maddle Paddle or Oh that's right. That's right. Madison Madison's like the home of the drive through. See, they're so fucking lazy in Madison, they have the drive through liquor stores. No, we're not Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) So according to according to this list I got, we're talking about L beers. I mean Blue Moon is technically an L beer. Well yeah, that's a wheat ale. Right. I mean, yeah. like, well, Janice, what I said, Janice, Janice Brown is an Al Dry Stout, or just a stout. Um, Voodoo Ranger. Sounds like an interesting beer. Voodoo Ranger is an IPA. Yes. There's, well, they, but it's, they it's have different styles. the category of Al, though, too. They have different versions. Voodoo Ranger has different... Like, uh, honestly, like, what I'm looking on this list is, like, the top 10 L's. Like, like the Guinness has L dry stout and stout. Blue Moon is an L, wheat L, or wit bitter. Or whatever, however you say that word. Like, um, Voodoo Ranger is L Imperial W, or double IPA and IPA. I mean, they, they're all, like, in that range. I mean, maybe a brewmaster. Maybe a brewmaster can email us and tell us the differences in what 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 makes a different stuff. We know what IPAs are, right? They're they're hoppy beers, but like, what makes an ale an ale, a lager a lager? Um, somebody could email us that and let us know. Backtalkus at gmail.com. Um, but for now, I'm going to go ahead and lift your kilt. Nut up. Nut up or shut up. It's pretty good. Um, all right, so that's that's a little something I'm gonna bring to you here in 2023. Uh, we'll bring you some some different beers, maybe you can find them or whatever, give them a shot, we'll give you some reviews. Um, kind of have one little thing, one one last thing I want to I want to kind of talk about, um, and that is, uh, I guess. I don't know how to put this, like chain of command, right? Like, um, Tony would kind of understand this being in his business. He's got so many different levels 
uh, of ma management in, in at Home Depot, right? Um, I think most companies are like that, though. They have different levels of management. Yeah, and Tony, you've been you, you've been there a while. You've been a in, in management, um, like so. How does how does that kind of how does how does direction kind of trickle down to you, um, like as a as as a lower tier manager? How do, how do how do they give that directive? How does that trickle down to you? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on how high you're talking and starting from. So if you're talking like CEO all the way down, or are you talking like. You know, regional and district levels. I guess I don't know. Yeah. So, like, as a, as I guess, as a department supervisor, how did you? Who gave you, and how did you receive your directive? And before that, were you actually prepared, knowing what they were going to be giving you, or was it just kind of like, hey, this is what we're doing? Um, some days, I mean, you kind of knew what you were getting into. Some days you didn't, because most of the time it just came from like your ASMs or your store manager, depending on the task i guess that was at hand and you know then they got it from their boss basically in most cases if it was like a company-wide thing or if it was just like a regional or district thing depending on who it would come from um and then yeah then you got to be the man to give it that line to your people and go from there so yeah it starts all the way at the so top like, and it rolls off right so like on your end were you able to so you're you're given a directive right are you able to push back on that directive and say, you know, like, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to just do it my way. Not necessarily. No, because most of the time it came from somebody else up higher. So yeah, it's their way or their way. That's it. Pretty much. <laughs> so like, but were you, like, and you weren't always prepared as far as what they wanted you to do. Right. Like it, it could change daily. It could change weekly. It could change monthly. Yeah. It could change. Change whenever they felt like changing their underwear. Yeah, pretty much. And your job was to just complete the task at hand and 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 relay that to your people, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Has anybody been in a job where they 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 feel as though they can turn around and and tell the person, you know, next up in in a chain of command that, like. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to do it my way. Back when I built grain bins, um, I was the foreman of our crew before I moved on to better things in my life. I guess I should say more not as hard of my body. But um, we had like salesmen that were like our owners of our company. I mean, we went through like owner switches, which was kind of different. But um, they would they would recommend what we do, but we tell them no, we're doing it this way because that's kind of a different version of what you're saying there, Andy. With that, because it's like no, we got to do it this way because we got weather coming. This, this is what we see. You know, we had a conversation, I guess I should say. Um, not really tell them this is what we're doing, or you know, tell them no, we're not doing it your way, but we understood their way. Um, but like in the job I'm in now, I mean, it's kind of like a chain of command. I I'm in production. I run a big digital printer. So like we have our, you know, like in our case, we have our owner production manager. Um, we have our leads and then we have workers. I mean, I was a lead for a while and I kind of felt how that was, you know, the owner related to the uh, production manager, the production manager relates stuff to the lead or the, you know, it just worked its way down to <coughs> us as workers. 
But um, to be honest, the only thing I had where I could actually say back to my owner was, no, I'm not doing it this way. We're going to go to this job instead. This job's better. We got to pick, kind of pick our jobs that we went to just to get done. But with the chain of command thing that you're talking about, it's like you work your, it works its way down the ladder. And the bottom people of that ladder – sometimes don't understand it and then they it's all they all everybody fights back i mean we all know how that is we've all been in a job where you fight back at your lead or your production manager or whatever you want however you want to word it um you know like christina you know in um the job she does i mean i guess that she gets fight back all the time i mean but there's always going to be fight back and it's not necessarily a good thing because they're just trying to lead you in the right spot, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I kind of went on a rant there. But Right. And so but when, when you are given directive, and I'll get to you in just a second, Christina. Sorry to cut you off. But uh, when you are given directive or the company says, hey, we're having a meeting on X day, are you given materials ahead of time and say, here's what we're talking about? Sometimes, but most of the time not. You know, I mean, if you get told you're having a meet, like we have quarterly meetings, we don't know what's getting brought up in that. You know, even as leads don't. You know, as a company perspective, you know, there's always something going on in the top end of a company um, that you don't want your workers to know or your leads to know. You know what I mean by that? I mean, it, yep. then it gets handed down to them. And then it's like the little things that get handed down to like the leads of a product, like our production company that get relayed to us. But the major stuff is usually handled by the owner or like the production manager. And there is stuff that, and that is part of that too, right? They don't want you to know ahead of time because people if, talk. Exactly. If you give it to they them, don't ahead want to of time, let out early. Then, then you start getting the griping without the understanding, right? With, without the understanding of why we're changing this or why we're doing this. The griping starts, right? Oh, and then every, yeah, everybody and, has a negative connotation going into that meeting. And Christina, you could probably speak to this. Right. So what do, what do you got on this? You know, when uh, in, in my job as HR and a member of staff at my company, um, you know, I'm in our board meetings and I'm privy to, um, you know, decisions that come right from the top. And... One of the most important things when you are relaying information down the chain of command is to give a reason and to communicate it clearly and how you how you communicate things to people who don't have the overall picture is really important. I mean, if 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 there is a, a labor law that changes and we have to change to change something and I just say, hey, you have to use this timesheet that's a complete and total pain in the ass. And I leave it at that. You walk yeah, away. There's gonna be, there's gonna, yeah, there's going to be griping. Like, why do I have to do this? It, we have to use this t this different timesheet. It is more difficult, but we have to do it because the labor law, X, Y, Z, whatever. You know, and, and then, then on top okay. of that, and then on top of that, I'm assuming even after you explain what you're doing and why you're doing it, I'm sure you open it up to them during the meeting to questions and comments. Yeah, well, you know, at my company that's smaller, you know, if something were to be set out in a meeting um, or if it's sent out an email, you know, anybody could come in and ask me about it. It's here's the reason, 
here's my cell phone number, here's where I am if you have any questions or concerns. And, you know, that way, and the other thing is when you're giving information that is, you don't think is going to go over well, in person's always better than an email, so people can respond immediately. But, you know, be as transparent as possible, like I, I think is, is also really important. Um, we're doing this because the federal government says we have to, and it's like, well, that sucks. It's like, yeah, you know what, it does suck, and I'm sorry, but sometimes life sucks. And, um, you know, if people understand the why behind something, even if they don't like it, they're more apt to accept it. And when I feel like people push back is when they get an email with something that they don't understand at all with a change in procedure that may seem stupid with no explanation or no way to ask questions, that's when people push back. Um, so I, how... I, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, down the chain... How you communicate things down the chain of command is really important. And clear, clear communication, transparency, and being available for questions are... And that's it, right? Be, that's, I think, the biggest part. Be, during yeah. any type of meeting, say, asking anybody in the group if they have any comments, questions, concerns, and being available to answer that at that time, I think, is, is, a, is a key, right? Not only at that time, but later on as well. Anytime, because if yeah. you have a big meeting, someone might not want to raise their hand and ask the question. The, but, the, you know, people available. think their questions are stupid. Yeah, being available in your office, taking emails, taking phone calls after the fact, all of that is important. And, um, you know, uh, one another thing is in a corporate culture where someone doesn't trust the top chain of command, no matter what they say, they're, they're going to get mad at. So right. to have a corporate culture where there is trust is really important when these things come down as well. And transparency is really important because if employees feel like management is hiding something, no matter what, they're going to be upset about it. Yeah, I feel like the group we have right here, we're all like in different versions are like roles of our employment, right? I mean, uh, Tony, you're like a department manager or what are you at Hamdapo? Uh, actually, not anything like that anymore. Now I'm just over like the installs and stuff like that. Right. So, but you're kind of in charge of something, correct? I mean, yeah. in a way, you know, like me, I'm just like a production worker, and you know, I was a lead and went back. But I feel like as a production worker, like Christina, what you're saying is like perfectly, uh, honestly, the best thing that a worker can hear because you hear something and like you use that a thing like you got to do this different timesheet, right? But us as workers. We look at it as you're adding more work to us and we're already overworked, you know, and people get frustrated. With it. Nobody likes change whatsoever. There's not there's not too many people in a working environment that likes any that changes how they do their job. And in my opinion with that, it's the ones that have been at a company like a, for like 20, 10, 15, 20 years. They have their tenure. You know, they've worked there a long time and all of a sudden they got to do this one different thing. They don't like that change. You get somebody that's been there one to five years. They're more acceptable to change. Um, I don't know if you've ever realized that, Christina. That's what I feel yeah. as a worker. It's like, like right now I'm going through a transition, what I'm doing, and I'm I'm struggling with it because I've done it for like five to ten years. 
And it's like, I like doing what I'm doing. Why are you moving me around? But I understand it at the same time. So like, as you hand, you know, when they hand down like orders down the line, it's like, no, I don't want to do this. I've done it this way. Why are we changing it? If there's no explanation about why, like you're saying the state's making you do it or labor laws, OSHA, anything like that, it was making that company do it. It's still the direction that that company or that worker is going to be like, well, I've done it this way for how long? This is stupid. And it, it's not the right way to look at it as a worker, but that's how workers look at it. And I know you understand that, Christina. You've seen that, you know. We yeah, all and have. In addition we all have. To, I should say this, Christina. In addition to tenure at a place, you know, um, somebody's age and the generation that they're in also uh, impacts how they learn and how they respond to change. And change management, change management as a strategic, um, you know, objective for a company has to be looked at at a bunch of different a bunch of different ways you know somebody's generation how long they've been there what job they've been i mean i don't know i know at home depot there's different departments at my job you know i've got outside linemen i've got techs i've got office workers you know i've got a bunch of different people who look at things from a bunch of different ways and whose priorities are all different so you know you can't you can't just throw something down and expect everybody you have to kind of pick the best way even if it's explaining it differently to different groups of employees for you know for for them to buy into the change well even with what you just said there you got all these different areas you're talking to right one area might have to do this the other area doesn't so you get this one area i have to do this but they don't it's 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 a mess sometimes it is when it comes down to getting direction but and some people don't want to be directed some people feel like, like you know, going into the long year workers, like the, you know, the ones that have done that job forever, they don't want a direction from you. It's like, and I think the other downfall with it is too, is like when you bring someone, a newer lead in or, you know, promote somebody, it's like, why did you promote this person and not that person when this person's been here for two years and all that? And then it's like, I'm not taking orders from somebody that's only been here two years and I've been here 20. We've ran into that at my work. It's like, well, that's just, they put that person in that position. You got to take order. You know, it's not orders, but direction. You know, that's the one thing I hate. It's not really orders. You're not a boss. You're like, as a lead, you're like, you're supposed to lead that team to success that you're in so, charge of. So that was, that, that was my point, right? Like you're given a directive. You don't really have a choice. Your, your, your job is to fulfill that directive because that was given to you by the person above you. Right. And with that, though, too, is that like me as a production person, um, I guess what I want to say there is like if, you know, if there's a direction given down from up top down to the workers, the up tops kind of got to listen to their workers in the same aspect, in the same way. And it's it's anything we do. I mean, in anything in our life, you know, like I built boats for a long time and we had like people come like engineers come and show us how to build a boat. And it's like, no, you got to do it this way. Otherwise this ain't going to work. So, you know, but they so live, remi- you know what I mean there? Remind me in a, a minute, Dustin, keep this in the back of your head. Remind me to address, uh, the part of listening to the workers. Okay. okay. Um, Justin, I, I want to, we haven't heard from you on this subject. If you have anything to add, I know you're not feeling well, so you're trying to be quiet, but, um, have you been in a position of leadership or, where you have taken directive or, you know, pushed back or when you get directive how, that you don't like, how do you act? Hmm. <clears throat> well, 
I mean, I could, I don't know. I mean, I, I worked at a bank job, and uh, that's the last time I worked for somebody else, other than, like, you know, doing, like, construction with my brother-in-law and stuff, but um, I don't really have much, much to add. I mean, I, I work for myself as a musician. I mean, I have to answer to the bar and shit, but um, other than that, um, no, I got nothing okay. to add. Well, you, you talk about that, Justin, and you're like, you know, if you're doing something and then, you know, like in that aspect, it could be like the bar saying, like, handing down direction to you and what they want you to play and what you want to do that night. Or, I think is where even Andy's in, going with that. Even in, even in construction, right? You're Maybe you're yeah. working on somebody's house and they change the direction of where they're going on what was agreed upon originally. Oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that's, a, that's a fun story. I don't know if it fits into this, but at least it reminds me oh, of a fun does. story. <clears throat> We uh, did this guy's, like, a, a lot of stuff in his house. So we were there for, like, weeks and weeks just doing different stuff. <clears throat> and one of them was, like, painting, like, multiple rooms. So we went and got this paint. It was a paint he picked out. Saw the swatches and all that stuff. And uh, then we paint it, and he comes in, and he's like, oh, it's not the color I want. And we're like, oh. And then it was, like, him and, like, my brother-in-law went into another room because we're just, like, guys that help him. So we don't have to be, like, part of the conversation. But basically, he, he went away and came back in and was like, yeah, so... And the next morning, he's like, so we're going to paint room so-and-so. And I'm in my head, like, since the previous afternoon, I guess, like, that means that's a room we already painted. And, you know, we, you know, it was just like, we have to redo it and, and get... Like, I don't know how the dude went and picked out paint that he ultimately liked the second time. Because it was still based on the same swatch system. But uh, I guess he picked something and then his brain, like, was like, this will look better because... I'm getting them to do it over. Looks like Tony has something on that. Yeah. Tony, Tony, I can answer that. What? I can answer that because I've actually worked in the paint department, so I can actually answer your answer that. <laughs> so, uh, on those swatches, plenty of can. It also depends on what finish it had, too, because on the swatches, those are flat. And if you're in a store looking at them, you're looking under fluorescent light. And when uh -huh. you get home, and when you paint on your ball, you have natural light coming in from sunlight, so it can make it look like a totally different color. Exactly, no, and what I've always told people when I was in a uh, when, when I was in construction sales, okay, I did a lot of kitchen designs, um, things of that sort, um, and I always told people, or I would give them a, a sample of the kitchen door they were selecting with the color or a swatch of the color, and I would say, go home, take this home, put it in your lighting setting. And see what it like looks it. like. Exactly. Because you pick it out in the store, and Christina will attest to this. We have painted multiple rooms in this house. She had no idea what we were doing. I would go pick out colors, but what did we do when we looked at those colors? Put them on the wall. Put them on the wall that they were going on. Well, so yeah. Could, and, yeah. and in the house so you can look at it under our lighting conditions. And that is where your customer went wrong. However, Justin... I don't think he did, though, because I just had to jump in. This guy was pretty meticulous. Okay. He would have done all that. Okay. Um, but he's still... When you're a contracted employee, or when you're contracted by a homeowner to do something, they're technically your boss. Right, right. So this is, like, perfect example. It's like... You can go around and around. Like, I'm just going to ultimately be person A, and it's like, as long as I knew four guys just painted that room, and it's clearly a different shade than what it was, 
I'm also colorblind, so I'm not going to squibble, squabble, whatever the fuck word is, over, like, if it's not exactly to my specifications. Like, I don't know how off it would have to be for me to be like, that's not the color I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, like, for my eyes, when I looked at the new swatch versus the old swatch, and, like, and I saw, like, the finished product and, like, could tell, like, you know, in a police lineup, like, was this room any different? I'd be like, no. But it clearly was to this guy, because the first time it was, like, a color he didn't want. So I would just be, like, person A, and I'd be like, well... Cool, you painted it. It's different. It's not gray anymore. With with um, the color thing that we're talking about, that I don't mean to go away with the direction we're going in, but so is there, Tony? I, I guess this is something that we've wondered because we've actually had it to where we've actually got like cans of paint to paint a room, and it turned out to be a lighter color than what we wanted. Is there a way to get like different mixtures that it's not going to turn out to be the same in every can? You know, like when you do the test. I mean, it just depends on the machine, you know, because they do formulas, but some of the machines could act up, and you might not get, you know, a certain mixture that you get in there. Uh, I was just wondering. I mean, like, so, yeah. I mean, we've had it. I mean, that it's like we did test on our walls in our living room, and our yellow, the yellow gold that we did was just a little bit different than what we thought it would be, but we didn't care. A little bit of different <laughs> color. I mean, I'm in the printing work that I do now, colors mean a lot to me now. You know, now it bothers me knowing that we just kept it, but it's like in the same aspect. It's like it's all the same, but. So I'm going to redirect back to where we were and direct this at Christina. So I'm going to give you a hypothetical situation here. You hold a meeting. Okay. You give the directive that you're going or the directions you're going in, um, you may have bullet points to that. That may be a tiered meeting. There may be more than one thing you're, you're, you're trying to relay. And after each bullet point or each directive, you open it up and you ask the group for questions or comments so they have their opportunity there. Um, and then you, you, you finish your meeting um, and you again open it up to questions or comments. You answer any questions or comments. Everybody seems happy at the end. Nobody seems like they're, you know, have issues or they understand what the direction is. And then you find out that you have a couple employees that are then huddling, right? And what I mean by huddling is they're getting around and, and talking shit on the new directive and, 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 um, you know, they, they don't like it. And they're just not going to do it. And this, that, and the other. Not what are you going to do to them? Because in that point, like, wh- what you have found out about it, it's, it's still hearsay. But, like, how do you view that type of employee? They didn't come to you, and maybe they had questions or comments afterwards, and they didn't bother coming to you personally or anything. They just decided to huddle up and create this cancerous conversation, I guess. In your hypothetical thing there, Andy, I would say, like, in my aspect, it would be like the leads, talk, like the workers slash leads talking to each other about stuff, not going up to the higher-ups. Is that what you're kind of saying? No, I'm just saying, yeah, like the... So the workers or, or whoever the directive was given to yep, is huddling yep. together. I just want to clear it up. Instead of going to 
the manager that gave the directive and asking questions or, or, or presenting concerns that are huddling up and, and making yeah. their excuses and trying to grow their base against the directive. Okay, so there's, there's how do you view things. those people as my like as employees going forward? How do you how do you view those people? Annoying, I mean annoying. Just um, I've I've dealt with that kind of thing. And are and they trustworthy? Are they um, um, cancerous to the group? Are they? You know it. It really. You know, I don't. I don't think somebody because I'm. I'm thinking of of you know stuff that's happened in in my my workplace. Uh, you know, trustworthy. All right. So here's the I thing. Here, 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 hypothetical situation. You tell you are my boss and Dustin's boss. We're on the same level. Me and Dustin. You tell us to go shovel shit. You say, do you have any questions on how you have to shovel shit? And we say, well, how would you like us to shovel the shit? And you tell us how you would like us to shovel the shit. And then we say, well, where would you like us to put the shit when after we shovel it? And you tell us where, where to put the shit when we shovel it. And then we say, okay, we understand now, meeting over. Then me and Dustin go over here all by ourselves and go, the fuck's wrong with her? I'm not shoveling no shit. Like... Are you shoveling shit, Dustin? We need to tell the rest of the crew we're not shoveling shit. I'm shoveling shit, but I'm not going to put it where she tells me to. <laughs> okay, so so in this, this <laughs> yeah, I'm playing the role there. So so in this in 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 your particular scenario, you guys discussing shoveling shit and how much you hate shoveling shit technically is discussing your terms and conditions of employment, which is protected by the National Labor Relations Act. So you can have those discussions about how much you hate shoveling shit and even how much you don't like me um, for telling you to shovel shit. Now, so... But that's if, not my question. The, how do you view them as a future I, employee let me, in let your me, company? Let me finish. There's parts yeah. to this. You gotta let a woman finish, Andy. Let me finish. <laughs> so... I I'm Kanye. Ask... I'm gonna let you finish. Don't ask me a question if you don't want to hear my answer. Um. So I. Dustin, I, go I shovel shit. I got some shit outside that I'll go shovel in a little bit. She's I'll bring it to your house. Why did you tell us to shovel shit though? Let her finish. Let let Christina talk here. You, you. <laughs> Sorry, I finished the kilt lifter. We are now on to Justin's choice. Right. No, we, let, let's let Christina finish her we, thing we so we don't lose it. our train of thought. We, we're good at this. Go Christina, ahead, Christina, the floor is yours. If Andy talks, you can punch him in the head. <laughs> Kick me in the nuts! <laughs> So I would think I would think they're annoying and looking at them 
you know, I I don't think someone who is a complainer is going to go very far, and I'm not going to look at them And as far as promotion goes, because if you're going to bitch and complain about everything instead of doing your job, then, you know, I'm as a staff member, I'm not going to deal with it. But in just hearing hearing that those conversations were happening, I wouldn't do anything because they can have all the discussions that they want about it, um, you know. And if if a promotion opportunity or or a lead opportunity came up, no, I probably wouldn't look at them because that's not somebody that I want to work with or I would, you know, trust to get a job done without bitching about it. Now, here's the end thing: Did they do it? Did they do the job? Did they complain about the job, whine and cry about the job, but ultimately do what they were supposed to do? Because if they did, then I don't do anything. If they don't, then that is where disciplinary would come in because now you are straight up refusing to do what, you know, what what your directive is. Just complaining about a directive isn't enough for a disciplinary. It's you know, you can bitch all you want about it as long as you do it. And then I don't really care um, that you complained about it because we all have to do shit that we don't like to do. Um, there are things in my job that I don't really care for, but I do them because they're part of my job. If they bitch and complain about it and absolutely refuse to do it, that is where um, disciplinary would, would come in. So it kind of depends on what the step is after the pitching and complaining. So let's just so, say... Hold on, Andy. I, I want to go in with this. This, this is in my mind. I don't want to forget it. So say you're talking about promotions. Like you won't look at them in future promotions, right, Christina? Like there's no more like going up that, that uh, work ladder, correct? Like if they're like that, correct? Is that what you were kind of saying? Am I taking that right? I wouldn't write somebody. I wouldn't write somebody off completely. But if I had a project that I needed led, they wouldn't be my go-to. Okay, so let's say hypothetically that the this little group of people, and we're not really talking about the shovel shitters. It's just more like like me and Andy say we're at we're at that level where we can't get promoted anymore. You know, and we're the ones causing the problems. Like for, we can't go any more higher up. So why, why, why do we care what we do now? Mm-hmm. Is there grounds for uh, demotion and what stuff like that? How would that be handled in your eyes or anybody's so, eyes? I guess is what I want to say there. I mean, I, I don't want to keep going to Christina, but you're at that level where you can't go any higher. You're, you're kind of like, oh, I'm at that spot in my workforce that I'm as high as I can get. I'm not going to go any higher. But you can go lower. You can go lower, but you can't go higher. So, if they're still doing the job, if they're still doing what they're told to do, even though they're whining about it, probably, again, I don't do anything. Um, Now, now, I hear you you there, but what if what if you think, yes, they're complaining, <coughs> but remember, I'm the one, and you've heard me say this a hundred times, and I don't know if other people have, but cancer breeds cancer, right? And so they're complaining to other people on their level Our or below. below their level, 
That's where I was going with this, eventually. Like, they are hurting your ultimate function and goals on what you're trying to do because now they're, you're putting a negative mindset into not only the people on your same level, but people that are below you as well. Okay, well, that's a little bit different. Um, you know, if, That's where I'm going, you... and that's the person I want to talk about. Okay, so in an, in an isol what what I was talking about is kind of like an isolated incident, <coughs> or you know, if it happens one time, or if it's just you know the two shits the shovelers just bitch at each other every time they do their job. That's one thing. If you have somebody who is consistently, because we've had this too, consistently undermining the mission of the company the CEO, the board of directors, whatever, and by their attitude and actions is harming the overall well-being of the company, then that is somebody that you have to remove. Okay, so you so you can remove somebody because of, based on their actions of complaining on fulfilling a task if it gets to that extreme issue if if it is consistent if it is pervasive and if you notice that it is affecting the working condition the job happiness the overall morale of the rest of the employees and it is making if you have somebody who is hurting by their attitude or actions or whatever, the employees around them, then yes, that is something, somebody that I would say would have to be removed. I wouldn't say that a one-time What incident, if they're hurting the morale of the person above them because they're consistently undermining them and that person is like, and that person, let's just say that was your best employee or your best manager that you have at your job and they're consistently undermining this person um, and this person's like, I'm gonna fucking quit. Well, that's something that, you know, that matters. Uh... There's a lot of loaded questions going at Christina right now and I don't think she likes it. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's just, it, you know, when you, when, you look at, yeah. when you look at something from an HR perspective, you know, the, the goal is to look at the company as a whole. Like, if I have, you know, and, and what you said, if you have two people that don't get along, um, even if one's a manager and, and one isn't, you know, if, if they're just butting heads with the two of them, like, that's something that the two of them needs, that, that you need to address and have the two of them work out. Would you put out. them on the same team? If you had the option to... If you had If you had the option to remove one from the team and put them somewhere else would you do that if that was possible yeah and who would you I remove mean, the leader or the the worker the worker honestly most likely the worker because if the worker can do other things whereas the leader is already in place and works well say the leader is over five people and four of the five work very well with this leader and the group is performing how they should be, except for this one issue, then the first thing you would do is, you know, coaching with that person to see if they could stay where they're at 
The next thing that you would do is move that person to another part in the company to see if they work better there and under under a better under a different supervisor would, um, you know, improve there. Because if someone is complaining like that, they're not happy, you know. And looking at a company holistically, you do want everyone in the company to be satisfied you know you don't, you don't want, you don't want someone to come in and just punch a clock and just punch a clock to go home and you know yeah, not care what they're doing collect a paycheck yeah. and, and you also they don't prioritize yeah, correct. what you don't want what the that's person what who's part. just there to collect a paycheck i don't mean no. to keep interrupting you Christa, so well, you know, and there are some jobs that you're going to have people who are just there to punch paycheck. And that all that goes back to corporate culture. And that's like a whole different discussion. But, you know, look, you don't want to prioritize the happiness of one employee over the happiness of another employee. So if you have two people that are butting heads, you know, subordinate or whatever, um, you don't want to be like, oh, leader, you're better and more important. So I'm just going to fire this person, you know you would want to move them out of the situation to see if they could be successful somewhere else. And, you know, there's only so much moving around in a company that somebody can do to see if they're successful. Um, you know, but that's, that's kind of like, that's how I would look at. That's what, how what, I would what you just described there, Christina, we ran into that uh, about a year and a half ago at our company. There was a person that didn't work well with their leader. Mm -hmm. And then, they actually moved the leader to a different spot because the the worker kind of got everybody else on their side. So they okay. took the leader and put them in a different leader position and brought somebody else there. And it was a whole different world in that those that those two groups. The one group that lost their leader was a little bit upset about it because they liked their leader, but it made it better. You know what okay. I mean? And I'm not saying you got to move a leader. I'm not saying that. But in that that scenario, it worked well. I mean, and, and, it, and it actually took moving that one leader to a night shift, uh, even off of the, the same time frame that they were in, I, which was I, different, I think... but it, it worked out. It worked, but I don't think it works every time. I don't no, think that's a scenario that I, that I experienced. And like me personally, I'm a worker. I butt heads with my leader every day. And it, it's because I think my problem with it, the job I do, my leader doesn't know what I do. She doesn't care what I do. So if the leader would show a little bit more emphasis on what I do and like what my job is, like what, you know, and maybe it's me being the dickhead here and it probably is, but she doesn't know what my machine can and can't do and all that. So to me, it's like, Hey, understand what I do first. Then we can have a conversation. Now I, I, I want to kind of, I like, I like where this went. I do. I want to direct this to Tony because I've been a part of his business. I was a part of his business for 12 years. Okay. I understand how directives come down. There was no, and I, I wanted Tony to explain it uh, rather than me explain it. But okay. So as a, as a department supervisor at the Home Depot, there is a Monday staff meeting where it is the store manager, the assistant managers, and the department managers. In the morning, the store manager is on a conference call with the district managers and maybe any other 
um, members of maybe the corporate office, but they are getting the directive of where corporate wants to go Monday morning. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. Monday early afternoon, the store manager is meeting with the assistant managers, telling them where the directive is going. Monday afternoon, the whole staff meeting, the only people that are in the know are the store manager and the assistant managers. The department heads have no idea what the directive is right now, but there is a directive given every Monday afternoon in the Home Depot. So there is no preparation for the lowest man on the totem pole. Okay, there is no preparation for a meeting. There is no say, this is what you're doing. You may ask questions about how you're supposed to achieve this goal, right? Or what the directive is. You may have questions, how are we supposed to do this? Um, you may have comments about it, but your objective is to complete that goal or mission. Am I wrong, Tony? Nope, that is it. Okay, but I so that's one that that's one piece of the puzzle. The other piece of the puzzle is I've also been I was also in that again for twelve years. I know how cancerous people are viewed. The ones that want to talk, the ones that want to cause problems, the ones that want to spread cancer throughout the building. And Tony, how are they, those people treated? Mm. Not very good usually. So, well, I mean, it depends, I guess. Yeah, most of the time, not very good because you would think about it, you know, they would be on the total, bottom of the totem pole. And yeah, usually they're not treated very well and maybe kind of pushed out a little bit over time. So. Yeah, pushed out, right? Like, you're going to make their life miserable to where they quit, or you find yep. a reason to fire them. Yep. Okay. So, Tony, my question comes to you. Um, we asked this question of Christina. If you have a employee and a department manager... And the department is succeeding, okay, hitting its directive goals, meeting its, you know, meeting its goals, doing what it's supposed to be doing, and the department manager is doing what they're supposed to be doing, and the employee has an issue with the department manager, what ultimately is going to happen? Well, usually it's going to be the employee is going to get moved to try to take care of the situation. Or it's going to be, look, you can make this situation better doing it yourself. You two work it out and we move on. Or you're going to get moved to make this situation better. Or you're just not going to be here at all. And somebody else is going to come in altogether and make the situation better. You're not going so to you, move the leader who no, is doing their job and making things successful. Because that's what they're doing. They're there leading. Now, if it's like one person on one person, there's a different story. But if like if they have a team, then yeah, you know, if four out of five are good. So. So and now, can we all agree? All five of us, or, or four others that are here, not just me, 
uh, agree that the Home Depot business plan and the way they operate, right or wrong, is a successful business plan. Yeah, I've heard of them. I mean, I've been here for years, so. Christina? Well, yeah. I mean, the company's still around, so. Dustin? Yeah, it's not bad. Okay, and, and so Christina says the company was around. I will tell you, when I started with the company was during the downturn of the economy, okay? And the Home Depot stock price with all the rest of the stocks across the board plummeted to, I think, $4. (coughs) A successful company will pull themselves out of that and have a return on the investment. Tony, are you currently aware of the Home Depot stock price? Um, I think last time I looked, it was a little over 300 I think. Damn. And that is in about, what, 15, 16 years? Yeah, probably to say about that, yeah. So, I've been, so, there over, been there 15 now, so. The successful business plan of taking the objective from the top down and having the people at the bottom rungs <coughs> move that needle and do the job has worked. Yep, all these years. Okay. So I've got one thing to say. All you motherfuckers out there that don't want to listen to the person that give you a fucking directive in a successful business need to find something else to fucking do. That's all I got. Anybody want to follow up on that? Yes, but also no. (laughs) How would you you like to follow up on that, Christina? I don't. I really don't. Dustin Ailey? Uh, just that what we were kind of what I was kind of saying before you told me to remind you about was when the workers come to the upper managers if they should listen or not if there's a fight there. We yeah, were kind I, of talking I, about that earlier. Yeah, I addressed that when I when I when I yeah. shot it to Christina. So yes, but thank right, you for bringing that that back up, Tony. You think that motherfuckers need to even have it, like go find something else to fucking do? I mean, yeah. If you're not happy. You'll find something makes you happy at least, so. Damn straight. Justin, haven't heard from you. You're just blowing your nose. Oh, man, I am so fucking sick. Um, <clears throat> I'm, like, beside myself sick. I usually, pay, like, it's hard being on a podcast. I'm usually, like, pacing at this point when I feel this shitty. Um, but, uh, yeah, disruptors can suck, suck a beanie bag of nuts touching the toilet water as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I will I will say one thing. Without getting into a massive discussion with Andy, because I really don't want to. Um, 
that attitude as a leader, the do the directive because I'm successful or fuck off, <coughs> is not really the best attitude to have to build trust and foster respect with those under you. So, and Home Depot has thousands and thousands of employees. What works best in that type of situation versus what would work best in a small business are not the same. And there is no cookie cutter standard for Right, and, 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 and I'm not saying I'm not saying the exact direct or the exact direction of the way Home Depot was, but we've discussed multiple avenues, right, of how you know a leader can give a directive, open it up to discussion, be there afterwards for discussion. Nobody decides to discuss it, and instead they decided create a whole cancerous world and get everybody on their side where everybody's just going to get fucking fired. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Those people need to find a hobby and something else to do and stop trying to ruin somebody else's business. Let me piggyback off that. Because um, I've been trying to figure out where to put, like, people that just don't work in society you know, outside of jobs, like just yeah. people that like disrupt your life and like, you know, people you're related to, you can't do anything about, you have to deal with them. But like the people like, you know, let's extrapolate it to like a job and like a big cog that's going around. Um, like where do you put these people? Like you're saying they should find a hobby. Like where, where do these people belong? These disruptors, you know, that want to question like the hierarchy or, or, or they want to jibber jabber. What they should the do, core. what they yeah. should do is go and attempt, just attempt to build something on their own and find out what it's like to be that person at the top who created something that became successful and find out that it's not just so, it's some, you know, fun crusade, that it's work. And it's your blood, sweat, and tears poured into something to make something successful. And when they figure out, man, this ain't so easy. And when they figure out, man, I can't do it as well as they did. And I've seen this situation over and over again where people have attempted that. Um, but I think they ought to do that. I think they ought to go try to create their own you know, purpose. Right, but see, that, that's a good... see what it's like. That's good medicine, like, to kind of put them in their place, like, so they're ultimately going to fail at it. But, like, aside from that, like, what kind of job, other than, like, Home Depot, like, would they be okay with where, like, they would disrupt less or, like, it would just be, like, null and void, like, there'd be nothing to complain about? They won't. They'll, they'll be... They, they just won't. They will, they'll just be cancers wherever they go. But like, why but does your business... Why does why does Justin's bridal shitting shower uh, promotions have to deal with those people when you can send them on the road and let Tony's shitting shower promotions deal with them? Right. 
Well, I might have to hit up Tony uh, at some point because I am starting to have a clash with my workers. At your city shower? Mm -hmm. Shows? Promotions? Because they're like saying, like, why do you have to shit this way? Like, it's much easier to shit this way. And I'm like, just shit the way I well, said. That's the, the market yeah, everybody's expecting. Yeah, and what you can do is hire Dustin and tell Dustin to come in and shovel the shit correctly. Well, someone needs to shovel it. I won't put it where you want it. I won't put it where you want it. We never worked out like what happens when the shit doesn't go down the drain. What happens when your shit doesn't go down the drain? Well, we are having. It's funny we are having an issue of like needing somebody to literally shovel shit because like we didn't think until we did this a bunch of times we didn't think like shit would go down every drain we go to. It's not going so, down the drain. You need to get a plunger and knock that shit out. Well, we do. We have to like break it down, um, and which is <laughs> dealing with too much shit like too intimately. If you just want to shit and have it go away immediately, but we're finding some issues. So, you know, that's where the disruptions come in. Some people are like quietly to themselves going like, I don't think he knows what he's doing, man. This shit's just stinking up the place. Does anybody else know what he, the fuck that he's talking about right now? He's putting shit somewhere in someone's face and place. I don't know. Are you shitting know on people? Are you giving, are you giving brown showers? I don't know what a bridal shitting shower show is, so I'm just like, there's shitting going on, and I'm sure it's in a shower, and I'm sure shit has trouble going down the drain. What was that, Blair? Was that Blair on here one time that said that he had to stomp the shit down the drain? That was him, right? He said that? I think so. Okay. You guys were all here when Blair was here, right? I think so. No. Mm -hmm. Christina wasn't. I, I, I could have sworn he was telling a story about how he had to take a shit because he was sick in the shower. And then, like, it didn't go down the drain because it wasn't diarrhea. I you don't clean remember it that. up with you clean it up with paper towels and you put it in the trash can, or you clean it up with toilet paper and flush down the toilet. You don't just stomp it down the drain. Well, you're mid shower. You just you just did it two minutes into the shower. Then you wait till when you're done. Mm, no, I'm not gonna shower. Clean. I'm not gonna feel clean knowing that like there's been a turn in the shower with me the whole time. Oh my god! Then turn the shower off, move the shit, and then. Do you know how hard it is? It's just like stop pissing. It's hard to stop a shower midstream. It's, it's just a bad idea. Yeah, I know. I, I haven't shit in the shower either. I just assume it wouldn't go down the drain. And I can't always um, hope for diarrhea. But yeah, he definitely told that story about how he was stomping shit down the drain. And that's exactly the issue you might have with the bridal shitting yeah, shower that, show. That was definitely Blair who said he, he, shit, he shit in the shower, yes. He would shit Why no, he's having? I, why he's in the need of dating advice? I uh, yeah, I <laughs> piss in the shower almost ninety nine percent. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Just like Doesn't a sensation of like, yeah, it's a sensation of like water on your body. You know, it's like water on your body, water out. So you so you pee while you're showering? Mm -hmm, usually, even if I just peed. Does does everybody piss in the shower? Tony. I mean, occasionally, if you have to, you might as well. I wouldn't at the gym. Like, I wouldn't in public, but, like, it'd piss in my own shower for sure. Dustin, do you piss in the shower? My own shower, yes. Christina? Yes. Fuck but me! <laughs> you don't piss in the shower? You don't piss in the ocean. You don't piss in the shower? Usually I piss before I get in the shower. Why? That's a waste of water. It's a waste That's of a gallon of water. water. Yeah. 
Unless you're like the unless you're like the environment like we do, we just piss in the shower. Yeah. You guys are the type of people that are gonna buy electric cars. Hey, I used to have an electric car. My last car was a looked just like a what's that first famous hybrid car? Prius. I had the Honda version of the Prius. Yeah. You don't have to plug it in though. It's not one of those. It just uses less gas. You well, don't pee in the shower, Andy? Why? You think you're better than us? I usually just yes. piss before I get in the shower. Why? Then you got what? Then you gotta wait for the. Then you gotta flush it, and then you gotta wait. Who says that? Yeah. Hot water. Well, the, well, yeah, the water. water. Even if what, you, you can't, crap. you don't know how to flush the toilet after you get out of the shower. Listen, well, yeah. I, I don't want. I don't want my urine sitting there while I shower. What? So, what Dustin is saying is down. I mean, like, I'm confused. What Dustin is saying here is that when he takes a shit while the shower's running, he flushes it before he gets in the shower, and then he waits for that burst of water to go hot again from the from the toilet flush. Right? If you're gonna flush the toilet, then you forget to flush the toilet. Then listen, if you're gonna piss, if you're gonna piss, if you're gonna piss in the shower, you might as well shit in the shower, and that way. And that way you could j you could clean your asshole out while you're fucking. I, I don't care what anybody says. Everybody has pissed in the shower. And I, I probably have when I was younger, but I don't usually make a tendency of doing that. And you definitely, yeah, you definitely don't wipe like right before a shower. You clean your ass in the shower. Like why waste toilet paper? You don't. Yeah, you're gonna, like why am I sitting yeah, you're here? Gonna, you're gonna use a bidet. And not wipe if you had one. Like, why is it any different if you shit before a shower and then get in and clean everything? Christina, do you shit before you shower and then get in and not wipe? No, I wipe if I shit before I shower. See, no. What's the What's the point? Then you got shit flying everywhere. That's you got weird. the excess sitting there. Well, I mean, and then, and then we have to call in Dustin to shovel the shit, and he won't put it shit. where we want him to. No. <laughs> I'm that you, man, all, all people are disgusting, right? Well, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how everybody feels. I know it's getting a little late. I had a, another topic on um, uh, something. I did have another topic that I was going to uh, uh, loyalty, um, but I think we'll save that for next week. Um. Justin's gonna die on us. Tony's gonna die on us. I'm tired of talking about shit. Oh, why? Tired of talking about Every shit. time I come on here, y'all bring up shit. Shit is the shit. Just yeah, yeah. Our Christina's tired of talking about shit. Dustin's tired of shoveling shit. So we'll go Not around the, the horn. Here. We'll but, before around. we leave, we do have to spin the wheel of death. Yes. Let's do. That if you haven't ready. Who gets drunk? Who do, gets drunk this month? Do you want to do the shots first or who is taking them first? Let's shots. do the shots first. Okay. So as as Dustin's bringing up his his feed here, oh he's got uh, one through five. That's how many shots somebody's going to take on a future episode this month. So, Justin, show. pick a number between 1 and 10. 10. 
Ten. So we'll shuffle mm -hmm. it ten times. Shuffling the, the wheel ten times. Here we go. Nine, what numbers? Ten. What numbers? Cook? <laughs> well, now we'll spin it. You just okay. we just shuffle them up so they weren't ordered. Oh, okay. So, so this is the number of shots somebody has to take next week on the show. Yeah, we have one through five. The wheel. It's gonna be three. It's gonna be three. Spinning and it. Oh, it's two. God, I hope it's so, me. So after seeing that, yeah, who wants to win this wheel? <laughs> I'm going to be pissed if it's not me, actually. I'm going to be pissed right. if it's not me. So you got the next one, right, that has our names, correct? Yep, we have a new yeah. wheel now with everybody's name. It says Andy, Dustin, Tony, and Justin. What if you put guest on there? What, what if we, we might not know if there's a guest we, on there? We might not. Well, we don't well, want maybe, to. Maybe if we a will. guest comes on during the SHOT Show... They just have to do the shots with the person. If they're, if they're up for it. So, Tony, give me a number between 1 and 10. Uh, let's go 5. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Shuffling the wheel are out. And here we go. Spinning away. And spinning the wheel. It's giving me a headache. <coughs> different colors. It looks like Justin's the winner. Sweet. I'll take the two. I got to make sure there was liquor in the house at, at that point. Two but shots. That's how we just do what Tony did. Get a couple of the little shots. Yeah. The air, the air, the airport shots. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. I, I, I can yeah, do plane shots. That's what I would do. What Tony did a couple weeks ago, of Christmas show. So Justin will have two shots on a future episode of Back Talk. Um. That'll be Let's this. Go. That's this month's winner. That's this month's big winner. Big winner. Big winner. They can pick the same, when, what day same they do day, it. Same day uh, of that show, we will spin the wheel for next month. Um, but let's go around the horn and uh, get everybody's final final take on everything. We'll start uh, from, I, I know everybody's probably messed up, but from my right, uh, which would be Dustin. Oh, great show, everybody. Happy New Year, like we've said at the beginning. Uh, hope everyone's New Year was happy and safe, and Christmas was great, too. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, have a great week. Uh, stay safe out there, and we're in Minnesota here. We're getting, like, 15 inches of snow. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> but so we'll be out shoveling and doing all that. I won't be shoveling shit. I'll be shoveling snow. <laughs> but I'll try to put it in the right spot so I don't have to deal with it later. But, no, uh, great seeing you guys again in the lovely new year that we're in. Uh, can't wait to see what next week next week brings. But you, the two on the below me right now in the totem pole of the screen, you better feel better by next week, otherwise we might have problems. I can hope so. That's right. So thank you, Dustin. And we'll move it on uh, going in order to Tony. I have my tea and honey. Well, that's that's fantastic. What, what's on your mug? That is is it Vader? Vader? It looks like his face is pretty cool. Yeah, it's Vader. No, I was talking about the actual mug, your face. What is that, a beard? I thought you were talking about what's on top of it. Yeah, I just fucking. Yeah, it's like Star Wars. What's on top right? of his mug? What's just on top remember, of your mug? Justin, when you ask what's on his face, that's he looks like everybody from Madison, Indiana. Yeesh. They're all bald and have hair on their face. 
he doesn't he doesn't realize this, but Madison's like you know it's a small town. There's a lot of country space around there. There is a river we can put you in and make you float down. So don't forget it. You know you can disappear. Just go call. Just go call your buddy. Just go call your buddy the Mouse King, and you guys can hang out. You guys know who Kate Von D is? Cat Von D. Sorry, Cat Von D. Yes. Either I knew Christina would. No. She wears like the pussy cat dolls. You see them like an all girl group or something. Wasn't she like a tattoo artist? Yeah, Yeah. tattoo artist. She has a makeup line. She's vegan. Dude with Jefferson. She lived in. She have a lot of tattoos. From Madison, Indiana. No, so she lived in California and she bought a mansion in VV, which is like 30 minutes down the road from Madison, in the middle of nowhere in Indiana. She goes moves here to Indiana. Do you know what else oh. is in VV, Indiana? The clan. We do. <laughs> well, yeah, that's where the Grand Wizard lives. You're welcome. Yes, I know. They marked okay, down the street. Oh, you know okay, this. what now? What? Yeah, the the the, the KKK. Oh, the KKK. In VV. Oh, what? What are they headquartered there or something? Is that what you said? Yeah, the they're all in, and they go they go hang out in all the all the new bars and breweries in Madison. Apparently, do they like wrestling shows? No, no. There's no. a whole story about the clan and way back in the day when the casino got open. But yeah, it's another show. So crazy. Any other last? Thoughts, Tony, before you die? You know, I gave any. Um, yeah, I guess I I feel like crap. It sucks. Whatever's going around the country, you know, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just glad I got it now to get it out of the way since we are now 23 days away from the wedding. So, yay, 23 days. Um, yeah. Hopefully you guys will get to see me when we're in Hawaii when we land. So that's all I got. Thank you. Justin, the other, the other sickly person. Mm-hmm. What you got? Yeah. I don't think I'm well, guys. I mean, at least all I had to do was sit here. Um, he, he, he did not eat the gum from his garbage pack kids thing. I should have, man. I would have been like, <laughs> would have had superpowers. Um, oh, man. I don't have much to say. I uh, want to dwell on our um, Secret Santas again from two weeks ago. Um, surprised me to touch on that, but if you guys weren't watching, I got a very interesting gift from Dustin. And, uh... You got a porno cameo. Porno cameo. Um... Got you doing right there. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, Back Talk, <laughs> and, and find the, the reel that we put up with the song Justin sang for porno cameo. Porno. Cameo. Which, which I thought I, I thought happened in the show, but I guess we did that after when we were... Yeah, we did that after. I don't know if we were more drunk last week. You were a Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, that was the beginning of the ruination. I was starting to like go downhill from there. I just haven't been taking care of myself. And uh, the drinking is uh, something. Oh, something you. else. Drinking is something else, guys. Be nice. <laughs> is that all you, know? you got? Um, I might cancel my gig tomorrow because I don't think I'm going to get any better to be able to sing. Is your gig at tomorrow? Yeah, uh, yeah, gigs at Jalapeno is where I'm always at. Oh, um, I was waiting for Gloucester. Gloucester? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where I was uh, trying to go. 
I try not to cancel, though. Um, I might try some lower register songs and just play it safe, but... Um, you can sing Porno Cameo. Porno Cameo. I yeah, dare I you. I double dog dare you when you're feeling better that at one of your gigs you play Porno Cameo and you have somebody videotape that shit. Well, that'll be my reel. I'll for sure do that. I mean, you know that knowing that crowd, song, everybody, I'm gonna play my own song now. Well, knowing that crowd, they'll just they'll just like it anyway because they're like, "Porno, I know that." <laughs> um, no, I know porno. That's a double dog dare that you cannot refuse. From your favorite movie. That's right. Your favorite Christmas movie. Yes. Cool. Well, anyway, I wanted to say thanks, Dustin, for the present. Um, I, I laugh. I just keep thinking about it and laugh my ass off, like how clever that was. Like um, you can watch that whenever you want now. Never need a smile on your face. I just can't believe she, like, groped herself. Like, <laughs> like she went overboard. <laughs> He's watching it right now. Oh, my God, look at that. Look at her camera toe. Look at her moose knuckle. Camel toe. That was a moose knuckle. The porno cameo. He got his next verse. When you have that much tread gone, it's a moose knuckle. <laughs> um, that was she had a pronounced she had a pronounced knuckle. Um, knuckle. But I can't believe he she went there. Like, he studied the video. <laughs> I saw it one time, guys. I saw it one time, not like a weird pose. So many times it's Christmas. <laughs> every time I sleep too every night. And well, during Christmas, I, like people are like uh, like. They knew I bought, like, the fridge, so they were asking me, like, follow-up questions. I literally couldn't, like, tell, like, my family, like... Well, what did you get? Yeah, yeah. I said I got a cameo from somebody, and it was funny. And they said, well, that's a show to me. And I'm like, it just hasn't gotten there yet. But, like, certain people will see it. But, like, people, like, I'm related to, like, my mom, like, Walt. It's like... You, you did not really? tell your mom what you got from from Backtalk and from Dustin? Well, that's why I feel bad, because Dustin has this, like, real, like thought out like funny like it cracks me up the idea like and how far it went and everything like that and it's like almost like he gets no cred because like i don't know who i could show it to you know like so that you I talk do to know that like, your mom is is a follower of the page right and that's fine if she watches it when i'm not there you know but like something <laughs> about her being there cameo. yeah something <laughs> about her being there on somebody's rather than knuckle is like this this just got weird you know, like those things don't coexist to me, like my family and like sexual things. Like it's just like. So what you're you saying know, things, to me, what you're telling me is like I need to person. go. I need to go find the real and tag your mom in a comment. No. <laughs> okay, we got we got one mom here. So what if what if your oldest Christina, in Justin's case, came and showed you a cameo that I bought? Your oldest. Would you he be would proud be of that? I would probably think it was funny. He would never do that, though. He would be so much more uncomfortable than me. Like, Bullshit. Like, to show me. Bullshit. We played. We played what? Cards Against Humanity with him on on New Year's Eve, and he used every card he possibly could that was dirty. The dirtier, the better for him. See. My brother is the asshole in the family. He brought that stupid ass game because we play games when we get together. He brought this stupid ass game, 
and I think me and at least one of my sisters were like given the cards back that like we didn't even want to see on the table in such a room. Like, like one of them was like one of them was like one of them was like the face you make when you nut and she keeps sucking or something. And I'm like, <laughs> what kind of game is this? Oh, he bought the adult yeah, version. Yeah, no, he, he did that, but I don't know if he would. I don't know if he would show me. Something I don't know like if that. he would show me a cameo. I don't know if I don't, he would show well, you. Knowing that yeah. it's a gag gift, though, I think well, is the difference. And and see, that's where Justin's failing in no, showing it to people and saying this is a gag gift because yeah, on the, the on the and explaining on the podcast, I tell them how much I don't like strip clubs i'm against them i'm against this i'm against that so this was the gift that dustin got me if he would explain that yeah but then you show it to them and like she goes that far like it's funny because it's like it's a double-edged sword because it's the fact that she goes that far that makes it the funniest but then it's a nice little outfit for you but then but then also like you can't show it because she went that far to certain people you know like it's just fu- it's funny that she went that far, but it's 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 not. I like... thought you were gonna say she went that far but because you, you she could, said that Dustin wanted you to could, have a boner you for could Christmas. Show them the real because I cut out the worst parts in the. Real. You did. I noticed that. I did notice that, and that's probably how you should play it anyway, just so you don't get like banned forever from anything because everybody's <laughs> so like haphazard with that shit. But uh, I wanted to ask Tony about his fridge. He's still using it. Did it blow out? No, I haven't taken it to work yet. I need to take it in there since we don't have a lot of counter space. So <coughs> I just need to take it to work. Yeah. But you, you leave it somewhere at work, nobody's going to bother it? They shouldn't. No, I'll put it under my desk. You can't really see so, it. So don't put it under your desk. Put it out there where people can see it. So when they right. ask you, where did you get that? I don't have a big desk either, so... But it still has to be out in the open so people can say, where did you get that? You can put it on by your desk that everybody can see. Yeah. Where did you get that? You can say, I'm on a podcast that you should listen to. Yeah, but his coworkers probably would look at him way different. Maybe he talks at work. No, he doesn't. No, I'm in the mafia. I've had a couple people ask, you know, other associates, is he in the mob or something? Because he never smiles. He never talks. He's always got that look (laughs) on his face. What, do they know? Do the hundred and twenty employees at your store know that you're on a podcast? They should. I mean, I don't talk to every single person, but yeah. You tell one, it should trickle down through the water cooler yeah. talk, right? I guess. I mean, I, I guess I need to go work and be like, "Look, you fuckers need to listen," or you know, I'm gonna start making concrete shoes again. So there you go. Concrete shoes. Anyway, I'm sorry, I got off topic. Justin, you were finishing up. <laughs> yeah, what Tony needs to do, what Tony needs to do is that thing plugs into his car, right? So he needs to go out like either an hour after or an hour before work and like have a denim jacket and just be on his hood like this with like the thing set up. So anybody who wants to come up to him can like get like a you know, he'll just be like the cool Mountain Dew guy with the little Mountain Dew fridge. <laughs> just yes. imagine him with like, with a denim jacket. That's it. Happy New Year. Oh. Oh. Happy NYE, 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 NYE. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a big Bill Nye fan. <laughs> the science guy? Yeah. It says it all over his glasses. Bye, 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 bye. Then he comes out. <laughs>
Hello, everybody. We'll allow our guest to give her final thoughts and send off. And a big congratulations. Since she said nobody congratulated her in the chat. Congratulations on winning the Fantasy Football League. Sorry, let me congratulate you. Final Um, thoughts? Final thoughts and comments. Get your final thought, though. I I, got to say something. Um, So how long was this Fantasy League? Did we, how long, what was it, like 13 weeks or something? Yeah. So my question is, where's the damn trophies? What do you mean, where are the trophies? Why is she not sitting here with a trophy? Amazon's take a while. It just ended. Last week. Oh, are you getting engraved on there? It's fucking holiday week. Like, you think shit? Nothing's getting engraved or... Nothing's getting engraved or sent out during holiday week. I would have tried harder if if I would have known I was getting my name on it. Well... Well, maybe we're maybe harder. maybe the Golden Tits is going to become like the Stanley Cup, and she gets the original Golden Tits. But next year we add a tier on it and just start adding nameplates to the Golden Tits. All right, that's all I wanted to know. All right, okay. yeah, it should definitely be a trophy that travels. I think traveling trophy, and she can add something to. The original golden tits, whether she, yeah, she right on every, it, every every winner do something, something yeah. to the tits. Yeah. So we'll we'll allow her. She gets the first first dibs on that. So anyway, Christina, final thoughts. I am glad I don't work with any of you because I feel like all of you would be an HR nightmare. And I don't know why. No, because Dustin won't shut. He won't put the shit where it's supposed to go. I'll show it, but I won't put it where it's supposed to go. I don't know why he's coming on this podcast to talk about shit. Very weird. Um, Happy New Year! All I got. All right. Well. Hanukkah. Yeah, Happy Hanukkah to those who celebrated Hanukkah that aren't Jewish. (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty good, well, Andy. <laughs> that touches back to the episode before. Yeah. You know, go back and watch last last episode, you'll understand. Um Happy Hanukkah to all the Gentiles. But <laughs> thanks for joining us this week uh, uh, and in this new year. Hopefully you enjoy everything going forward. We've got a lot of surprises for you. I'm telling you, stay tuned. There's a lot of big things working, big things planned. Um, a lot of shit that these guys don't even know about. In fact, I worked them today. They don't even know it. But until next week, nut up! Or shut up. Oh, no.